0: Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Slayer Fest 98. Into every generation a Slayer is born. One girl in all the world. A chosen one. She alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and the forces of darkness. To stop the spread of their evil and the swell of their number. She is Buffy Summers. Who burned down her high school gym and then moved to Sunnydale. Where she met what would be her new chosen family in Willow Rosenberg. An iconic lesbian also a witch, Rupert Giles, a hot daddy librarian, Angel, her super hot vampire boyfriend, not to be confused with her other super hot vampire boyfriend, Cordelia Chase, the one and only queen of Sunnydale High and our hearts, and Xander Harris, who... Is a guy. Meanwhile, in his Brooklyn kitchen, Ian Carlos Crawford started a Buffy podcast with Matthew Rodriguez and Joe Reed. Originally called Three Slayers No Waiting, after just one episode, it became known as SlayerFest 98. After some shuffling of the hosts, the podcast was led by Ian alone. But never fear, he picked up plenty of great rotating co hosts like Kirsten White, Adam Sass, Zachary Patton Garcia, Dana Pickley, Anthony Oliveira, Philip Ellis, and Kimberly Ann Southwick. And had great guests that Ian won't shut up about, like Stacey Abrams, Trixie Mattel, Summer Bischel, Ming-Na Wen, Charisma Carpenter, James Marsters, and Tom Lank. As the Scoobies went through changes, so did the podcast. Buffy would graduate from Sunnydale High School and blow it up, creating something of a pattern, before heading to college, Heaven, and the Double Meat Palace. Ian would also change accommodations and boyfriends a few times before finally learning the dark arts of podcasting remotely. After seven long, arduous seasons of slayage and discourse, we find our heroes bravely declaring their one last stand against the vampires, demons, and the forces of TV podcasting. And that's what you missed on Glee.
1: Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. I'm Adam
2: Sass.
3: I'm Kirsten White. I'm Dana Pickley,
2: and I'm Zachary Patton Garcia.
1: Hello, everyone. This is it. We made it to Chosen. We're here, isn't it? We're wild? here,
4: and we are chosen. <laughs> we were chosen to do this.
1: You are my chosen four, of course. <laughs> um, I I've been like so emotional about this. I I'm gonna be a little. Uh, well, no one's no one's shocked.
5: Ian's emotional. Um, but We're finally I'm, seeing the the vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> the side I'm, normally behind,
1: I'm normally so cold and cut off. Uh, I was gonna
5: say, we want to see that you're just such a robot normally. What's going on with you? I don't know. You never
1: say. You never say you have feelings about things. Um, I'm really happy I could end this with the four of you. Like y'all have been great. Uh, it's been like such a weird wild ride doing this podcast and like talking about my favorite thing. And it's crazy. Like I had the four of you. I became literally very close with because of this podcast, which is Mm -hmm. insane. Mm -hmm. Um, that like literally I made some of like my best friends from doing a podcast talking about my favorite show, which is wild. Um, like Kirsten, didn't you, was it, who was it that someone was on and you saw that and then you like reached like you were like oh right wasn't yeah, it my
3: friends are right cordova tweeted right. about being on the show and i was mad i was like hey, <laughs> i'm literally writing buffy books why am i not on that podcast um <laughs> and so i had her connect us and yeah i was actually looking at my email we've been friends for three years now because Aww. of the podcast that's Yay. so
1: nice i feel like we started just as like oh we would talk sometimes and then now kirsten and i text about like every goddamn show we watch (laughs) um and like that's how i met zach dana i think you and i were like casual friends on twitter beforehand did i badger
4: you into letting me be on the show i I I usually do i usually am like (laughs) why am i not on your podcast
1: i I, I think that was that was what happened because i think you and i like had followed each other through like geeks out or something i think that's how we found each other um and adam you and i had been following each other from BuzzFeed. And we were already close, but we definitely got closer doing this.
5: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we were, I think we were in person for, like, cause, you know, I'm in LA and you were in New York. And yeah. It, so, yeah, there was, like, sort of like a Twitter y sort of thing. So we started hanging out. And I think I just started getting involved. This was when you were just, like, like you were just doing it in. Yeah. Like, you know. Cause you recorded with
1: us in Brooklyn, right?
5: I did. I yeah. remember that. We all huddled around, like, the same <laughs> microphone, like, with, like, we were, like, freaking recording, like, an <laughs> album in 1951. <laughs> it was great. It was
1: great. Yeah, you're you're actually, I think, the only one here. Yeah, you're the only one here that we had from when we recorded in person in my... That God. I told someone the other night, like, well, the sound quality isn't great to start with because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, And then, Zach, I think... Was it Jared Draper that referred you to the podcast?
2: No, it was somebody else. Uh, I don't even remember who it was, but I was having, like, a long... Buffy discussion on Twitter with a bunch of people and somebody linked your podcast. And then, I don't know, we just like, it was like a gradual thing. It wasn't immediate.
1: Because I remember the first thing you asked me when you DM me, you asked me who my favorite final girls were. And I was like, (gasps) That's a big question. Like I got to make be.
5: sure I answer it right. <laughs> You're really was, asking yeah. seven questions,
2: yeah. uh, and then I just sort of pushed my way into your life. I said, "Do you have a? You don't have? You don't have a YouTube channel set up for this? Maybe you should do that." And then we and now had you
4: record topless together. It's fantastic.
1: We we do. We have a,
2: we have a lot going on. But I I was gonna have you do. We had like weekly meetings about the YouTube channel. Do you remember yeah. that? It was yeah. right before the pandemic, like really went into full effect. And yeah, we were gonna meet up in like april and film <laughs> some live stuff and <laughs> none of it ended up happening and now
1: <laughs> and now here we and then i eventually bullied you into co-hosting because you were a little like hesitant at first
2: yeah it's fun though
1: yeah so i'm just really glad to end it end buffy or buffy coverage with y'all um y'all have been fucking great i just really appreciate all four of you always like put in the work and like and all four of you are also willing to, like, if I'm like, shit, this had to change real quick. I feel like the four of you are very flexible. Like, it, unless your schedule, like, can't allow you, the four of you are very, like, very gracious with your time with me and with Slayer Fest. And I just wanted you all to know I really appreciate that.
2: Um, we
6: appreciate yeah. you, Ian. Yeah. Well, thanks. The
2: Fest um, of the episode. <laughs> Let's do it.
6: 98.
2: There yeah. <laughs> we go. We were talking right before we started recording what Ian's new name is. And I I, I, I like that one.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> oh yes and adam mentioned <laughs> that i should say this at the top and at the end of the recording we will be going to angel this isn't the end of the podcast uh we will still right. cover the marvel stuff and i will i'm taking a little break uh because i feel like i maybe earned a little bit of a break um and so we will be covering certain buffy episodes as they turn 25 um kirsten will be co-hosting welcome to the Hellmouth" with me and we'll be having that episode out for the anniversary. Um, And we'll be doing certain episodes of Buffy that are either favorites of mine or like fan favorites or just like episodes where bigger things happen. We'll be covering those as they turn 25 and we will be going to Angel, but there will be a break in between.
5: You're going to be remaining in the Buffyverse, yeah. You know, yeah. and like, and, and honestly, and all this is, you know, subject to, you know, I'm sure you're going to be doing even more than what you have just said. You know, right? You're going to wake up <laughs> you're going to get all these bright ideas. You're going to wake up. <laughs> uh, <sighs> he's going to restart the whole show. I'm already
2: calling right. it. It's going to be where no, yeah, your
4: female character fest '98.
5: That's not a bad all one. All his favorite
3: episodes, and it's literally just. Every
7: episode,
5: yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, you need to do like season one and two again, probably without the like, you know, right? Like. You know, like old timey um, <laughs> silent movie pop and crackle tracks.
4: Um, hey, everybody, have you heard about this new show, *Buffing the Vampire*?
5: <laughs> no. This has been brought to you by Ovaltine.
3: Paul olive, you're soaking in it. <laughs> I want Dana to talk like that for the rest of
4: the podcast. <laughs>
5: oh so, yeah. I'm the only head
4: <laughs> of this transatlantic.
5: Yes. What is Geritol and what can it do for you? <laughs>
1: Suddenly we're an episode of WandaVision. Um, <laughs> but so I wanted everyone. we're going to talk about Chosen, which is the finale, but uh, first I'm going to ask each one of you, like, if you remember what you felt, how you, how you were leading up to it or how you felt watching it for the first time, like. Zach, I know this is when you tell us you were five and you didn't watch it when oh, it aired. I
5: was dreading uh, this, was, I was floating in my mother's uh, <laughs> room yeah. and listening. I could hear the vibrations of this of the soundtrack. I could hear all the days I saw yelling in
4: surge of power. <laughs>
1: just
5: <laughs> one day, I'd be on Slayer Fest talking about it.
7: Right.
5: And um, then when they when she said, "Whoever can't have the power will have the power," I just I just decided it was time to be born, and I was, <laughs> that
2: was born. I was born as the episode was airing that's my that's my origin story and (laughs) finale story
5: um
1: so adam do you remember how you felt watching this because you didn't get to watch it live
5: right (laughs) no no and so i mean before the show started recording we were talking about how like in the in previous before netflix (laughs) um how finding and catching up on old tv shows what a like uh underground (laughs) <laughs> sort of situation it was like you were really catching stuff as you could, like again, like if you lived in the UK and you were trying to catch a United States show, like it was right. like good luck, you know, <laughs> it was like good luck out there, um, gumshoes, like trying to find <laughs> like even not even the whole show, like the episodes, right? Um, so for me, um, I had a hard stop in at, at, at uh, the season four premiere, of the freshman. This is why I never saw Angel, um, is because my Little one horse whistle stop towns, decided to stop carrying UPN and WB and all that. So, um, uh, later I like had to just like buy the full chunky DVD box sets and I did that in college. And so I was like a senior in college when I like finally like flipped through the rest of them. And I think by that point, like it was, it was about two or three years done. So it wasn't like that in the past. Um, but it was definitely sort of known So I feel like I did know a few things, like who lived, who died, like how it kind of turned out. Um, So I can't really give, like, a full honest, like, I was gagged and I was, like, crying. Like, I do remember being, like, so swept away by how suddenly expensive their music budget got. They got a full orchestra, Yeah, like... I, I can't even like the, like the music for just specifically chosen is so swelling. It's like the Buffy movie that never happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. And I was even looking up that like, they, they wanted this to be like a two hour event, but they like UPN was just like, please leave. The building. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so I do feel like this. Adam, was still, that's
1: some shit that would happen to us. <laughs>
5: I, I was a little, were, it was, a, yeah, it's, it was it's the, uh, Fans of a Vision three D, where uh, Sam Eagle <laughs> said it's a it's a three hour salute to uh, to all nations. It's it's wonderful, and they're like, "Well, you have four minutes," and you just goes, "Okay."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that reference. Yes, <laughs> it's
5: beautiful. Yeah, so I get like I think it was definitely one of those things where like the episode moves, and so I remember just like loving it. So I, I I'm not I'm I'm going to fall on the side of non crier on this. Where I was oh, like, I feel like I did know what was going on. Like obviously, it's like a it's like it's like oh, the show's ending. Um, I get weird with series finales. Like mm. I don't get like, oh I'm glad that's it. Like I get very like T V characters are my friends, like very unhealthy. Mm. So I get I immediately after the series finale have to like daisy chain it to the pilot. Um mm. Parasocial like, like,
8: relationship. You're with a good
5: you're with a good gro- group of people <laughs> right here. <It's> just... <laughs> I'm one of the broken people, yes. Um and I'm fine with that. i just I can't fix everything about me. Okay, I'm gonna work on <laughs> certain things but not that so yeah like so i think i was definitely one of the, like i get very weird because i know it's the end and i get very like i'm at a party that i don't want to like either be at or leave so i'm just like <laughs> okay i'm here this is like the, the vibe is weird the vibe is off so let's just get through this and then we're gonna get to the and then we'll just go back to like the parts where we're all hanging out friends so
1: oh all mm-hmm. right um adam that's that's interesting though i like that you like was like nope i gotta go back to one and we like every show
5: every show 30 rock i do like every show i do
1: <laughs> huh, all right uh kirsten do you remember how you felt watching this for the first time
3: um yeah adam i'm the opposite i just don't finish series if i'm really into <laughs> oh, them yes. and like i know it's the final season i'll quit like three episodes before the end and then <laughs> it never ends <laughs> See, um, that's
5: good that's yeah like, it, it like lives like so it can like live in your head exactly in a it's way. mine
3: now it's not over uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that with Buffy so I I was watching Buffy live while I was airing as a teenager and then when Buffy went to college my mom decided it was too dirty and we couldn't watch it anymore mm-hmm. so fast forward a few years I probably have two kids at that point so fast forward, not very many years, fast forward, very few years. Um, <laughs> and I was living in a low income apartment and the only place I could get to, cause I didn't have a car was the library and the library had Buffy on DVD, the full collection. So I would go and I would check out like the, like the first group and watch them all. And, um, and I worked my way through the series that way. And so I remember, you know, I was sitting on the floor of my apartment Watching my really not great TV, um, and I don't I don't remember too much about it. I do remember trying really hard not to cry, because I'm a sympathetic crier. I cry whenever anybody is crying on TV. Um, I also just cry a lot during shows anyway. And my husband, we have been together for 20 years, and I've literally never seen him cry ever. I don't know. So I get really embarrassed <laughs> when oh. I cracked during show. Oh my gosh, the ending of The Good Place killed me. Um, and so, so, yeah, I think my main thing was like sitting there on the floor watching it, trying not to cry. Um, but, you know, I loved it then. I love it now. Um, and, you, you know, the the series as a whole had a huge impact on me because it was right around then that I started writing Paranormalcy, which is my first published novel, which is very heavily, very obviously Buffy influenced. Um, Jason,
1: I remember the first time we recorded and you called, you said that Paranormalcy was basically your Buffy fan fiction.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never written official fan fiction because I refuse to write things that I can't get paid for, but... <laughs> Uh, That's yeah, the energy I need, Kirsten. Yes, yeah, you do. You do need that energy, Ian. Um, but yeah, Ian it was... has the opposite <laughs> energy.
5: <laughs> anyway, so I'm not interested. Yeah,
3: <laughs> paid job,
1: no thank you. Uh, but anyway, yes, Kirsten, Uh <laughs> continue.
3: I mean, that's that's basically it. I don't really remember much else about it. That was a very um, sleep-deprived period of my life, so I don't have a lot of memories of that time period. Um, but I do remember just really loving, loving the ending, loving the final shot, and
4: just, yeah, I think it's a good ending. Um, Dana? Oh, man. 2002 to 2005 are just an absolute blur for me. <laughs> I'm like, was I – on top of the world, or was I living on an air mattress in an empty apartment after I broke up with a fiance? Like I don't remember <laughs> anything. <Who can>
1: remember, <laughs> I just
4: remember this hurting very badly, um, and also being so exciting and also really satisfying. And I, I remember feeling like, wow, this is what a se- like a series finale, is, mm-hmm. is yeah. like.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Zach. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you might be self-conscious now um well I was like eight or nine when this happened um see so when we when season five came on I was in Germany and I don't remember watching every episode I think there were some of them that I would miss because other things would come on or something I don't know we didn't get all of them mm-hmm. um but I remember watching the season five finale being like super depressed that she had died and and all of that but I had like a bunch of friends in the states. And so when season six came on, I was like, "What? What's happening over there? What is going on?" Because um, it wasn't playing in in Germany, and they're like, "Don's the Slayer, Don's the Slayer now," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is awful." Um, and so see when I, when I got back to the states, I remember finding american tv for like it felt like the first time right i would stay up at 3 a.m and watch boy meets world because it was just amazing to me um, <laughs> but i would like sit with the the tv guide on like you know the hundred channels and wait for him to scroll because i wanted to find buffy i knew it was there somewhere and so i would just went wait and wait and wait and find, look for it and i think i found it right at the end of season six um got to watch those last few episodes and then season seven was the first like full season of Buffy I ever got to watch. So it was so exciting. It could do no wrong, you know? (laughs) Um, the the finale came on we had like a bunch of uh neighborhood kids sleeping at our house and they all made fun of it while it was happening i got so pissed i like got up and went my sister's room and closed myself in there and finished (laughs) it out and then uh it ended and i just felt this depression like i'd never felt before i'm just exactly like adam i have to go back and watch it um we i did have season one on dvd but we didn't have a dvd player so i just like stared at the case (laughs) (laughs) that was so sad
4: the sippy cup fell right out of his mouth (laughs) awful
9: awful.
2: um But it, you know, it's, it's, it's a finale that going through it, like having to do stuff for Slayer Fest, I have to like pick out like, you know, where things could have been better and like, you know, I've been right. trying to meet y'all's energy on this. Um, but when I watch yeah. the finale, there's, there's there's nothing, there's nothing other than like, I think it should have been a, a two hour episode, but mm-hmm. everything else is just, I, I just love it so much. I think it's perfect. I love the, again, like Kristen said, the, 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 the final shot. It's just, you know, it's so good.
5: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Adam, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say. I'm just laughing at like Zach and I with a split screen, like me 20 and you like (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) having the same emotional.
2: I had that when season five ended too. Though I had a group of Spice Girls dolls, and when season five ended, I like I had no way of bringing her back myself. So or or, or watching her come back, so I just acted out with all the dolls, right? And Ginger was Buffy,
5: and amazing, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
5: We're just we're like it's like we're doing um, when Giles and Tara did like wish I could stay. (laughs) Two radically different Uh. (laughs) ages. So I,
1: so my mom and I would always watch, but we used to watch it together, but my mom like talks through everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So by season seven, it was like, we cannot watch TV together, but I would watch it in my room on my tiny box TV and she would watch it in her room down the hall. And we, I would go into her room doing commercial breaks to talk. And like, I specifically can remember like all of my friends knew we can't call Ian because tonight he's watching Buffy. Like everyone knew it was like a got to you got to give Ian room. He's watching his favorite thing. It's ending. He's going to be upset. He's emotional. Um it was like all I was talking about leading up to it with all my friends. Like I was just so excited. And like, you know, there have been shows that I have loved since, but there's I can't think of a show that had this like much of a hold on me as this did. Like I I couldn't shut the fuck up about, oh my God, the finale's happening in like a week, blah, blah, blah. And like everyone knew that I I had plans that Tuesday night. Um and like I can remember when Buffy gets stabbed and it like oh, she has yeah. that thud. And like running into my mom's room and both of us being like, oh my God, do we think do we think they're gonna kill her? Is she gonna die? Like I'll be so upset if she dies and we were both like very worried that she would die, even though after that commercial break she comes back just fine. But I was like super worried and I a thing that I remember the most is I was crying so hard about Anya, which if you can't tell, I'm still a little congested from crying about it, from watching it before this recording. Um, and I remember my friend calling me at like nine Oh five or 10 Oh five, whenever like five minutes after it ended and I was still crying. So I answered the phone crying and her being like, did Buffy die? Are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, no, but Anya did. And like, my friends didn't watch the show, but they knew every character because I didn't shut up about the show. And she, I remember her being like, oh, I'm sorry. I know how much you loved her. And then the next day at work, I was working at a movie theater. One of the ushers, she was like, oh, I didn't get to watch it. My dad taped it. But like, I haven't got to watch it yet. I need you to tell me, does Anya live? And that was like, I was like, oh, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. And her be like, you need to tell me. And me being like, no, Anya died. And her just sobbing in the like hallway of the movie theater we were working at. Because she was so upset that Anya
2: died. <laughs> like like Dawn finding out her mom's dead. Yeah,
1: it really no. was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: but all right. Let's uh, get into it. Because I do think...
2: I don't know. I'm depressed now. I don't know <laughs> if I want to do this episode. <laughs>
1: so I do... I do kind of, like, when I watch it, I do feel like you, Zach, where I'm like, this is perfect, but if I think about it, there are just, like, tiny things, but the, <laughs> even the tiny things don't bother me. The first tiny thing that bothers me was I got spoiled, because I love that previously on for the gift.
2: Mm. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: And, you know, I had Ryan Houlihan read our previously on, but I I was hoping they would do something like that for this, and I was a little bummed it wasn't, like, a cool... Because that's, like, really iconic. Like, that's part of the episode, I think, mm-hmm. from The Gift. Um, so having every character, like, you know, the, like, Mr. Jules, Cordelia Chase, Xander, blah, 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 and, like, the music and everything.
2: Well, so much so that they even put that as, if you watch the Season 5 DVD set, yeah. you know, it's, like, that's the beginning of, of <clears throat> the main menu, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: and, like, that's, like, an Easter egg in the DVDs, too. Like, you can mm-hmm. find that. Um, and, like, I remember being, like, oh, that's weird. And, like, then being, like, oh, maybe they'll do something with the credits like they did with, like, when Tara died. But, like, you know, a more fun version of that, where it's, like, everyone... um, But, like, again, those are, like, very small things. Um, How how does everyone feel? Because last episode, I had uh, Anthony and Joe and Matthew, and they're not that big of fans of this season. I love the Angel stuff. I think it works, and I think it makes sense that she needs to have good beats with both Angel and Spike. Because, as Kirsten has said on this podcast a zillion fucking times, and I agree with... The ships are so like okay. I don't know. Like th- I care about Buffy, so like mm-hmm. I don't care about her landing one way or the other. I mm-hmm. care about her having these nice beats, like emotional, like beats with the characters that are beloved to her.
4: Well, from a fan perspective, it's closure for both characters. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. ships, and it, it it's completely open. But also closed at the same time, which I think right. I've always appreciated about it,
1: right. Yeah. that's that's one hundred percent it, Dana. Like I really like it's not like, oh, I'm going to marry you or like, oh, I'm going to be with you forever. She's just, you know, uh, I don't know. and i I do think at this point in the show, angel because the, the their critique was angel didn't feel quite angel. but I think, David Boreanaz had gotten more comfortable as Angel, so the line between him and the character at this point in both shows was a little bit like... Angel was a little bit jokier and Uh quippier than he had been...
5: uh, Bearable. He's more bearable. (laughs) Angel kind of has like a similar trajectory performance-wise to Thor, where it's like mate and day from how it (laughs) began to how he's like now where he's just like a clown yeah <laughs> um, but like yeah so i mean like i do understand that like yeah he had this whole but it was very weird to me like a non-angel watcher mm-hmm. getting this entirely different person <laughs> back <laughs> for, the, for the last episode and then bringing in like a brand new MacGuffin we had never established on this series to deal with with yes. in the form of this necklace um which again, I'm like I never really sweat that sort of stuff for being like, oh, you didn't establish that correctly according to Robert McKee's story. Um, <laughs> but like, it is a little like when the I don't know. Just it, w- w- and we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But like, it's a little like um, you know that this can only be worn by someone with the soul, but who's more than human. Like it's very clearly like, oh, so spike is supposed to wear this.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I think they handled it really well because, um, like Dana was saying, I think you needed that that emotional full circle of having these moments with both of the major love interests. Um, so they had angel come, they had him serve a purpose. Their dialogue in these scenes is amazing and super funny. I mean, I wrote down so many lines. Same. Yes. Um, but, I, but I also love that it doesn't matter that he comes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. He, he delivers the, like one of the deuce ex machinas. Yeah. Um, but but then but then he leaves and he needs to leave cuz this is not his moment this, you know as buffy says like not much with a damseling she doesn't need him mm-hmm. and they have a really good re- they have a really good rationale too it's like the avengers problem right like if you know all of the avengers and you have this huge problem why are you not calling all of the avengers to come help you
7: right yeah
1: but in
3: this case her rationale for having him leave makes perfect sense like if we fail Someone out there needs to know what's going on, so you can be the next line of defense, and that—that that is enough justification for me, storytelling-wise, where I'm like, yes, that tracks, that makes sense. Then that we can all be okay with him leaving.
1: Yeah, I, you know, Kirsten, I remember when I watched this live, being really bummed that he wasn't there for the final battle. But now, like, removed from it, I 100% am like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it would have been cool to see him there, but it 100% makes sense, right? Yeah,
3: he's not—he's not a key player anymore. He's not the emotional core of of this season or even any of the most recent seasons. So it wouldn't make sense to give him a big emotional burden to carry. Um, So instead, you know, you get the, the high emotion, the like charming repartee, the, you know, we're going to
4: kiss for a while and then he leaves. And also it's the last episode and Buffy has always had to choose Saving the world. Like that is right. always what she's had to do. And whether or not she would have loved to have Angel by her side, saving the world means Angel taking on the second defense, right? Yeah. So right. it's always about Buffy having to make that decision. And of course she's gonna yeah. make that decision in the finale.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um and Kirsten, what you said, I I really love I I think the first half of this episode, which is, like, the setup for the final battle, the dialogue is, like, so tight and so good. They pulled out all the stops. Right? And it feels yeah. like... For me, it feels like a perfectly staged play because we mm-hmm. get these moments. And we're not really, like... There's not really a plot to it. It's more, mm-hmm. like, these very good moments. Um, and I they all land for me. I even, like... You know, we even get Caleb wakes up, right? He knocks over Angel after she says she's done basting. us and asks him why he's here. He knocks over Angel. <laughs> he does his, like... You oh, ready you're... to
2: finish this, bitch?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good Caleb. Well, no,
2: that's my line rating for this. This is exactly <laughs> what I said to Ian before we ever record My Bloody Judy 2. Um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, he has the, like... I-, I think it's a cool visual. It doesn't make sense. But sure, fine. He has, like, the black blood um, coming out his eyes. It looks cool. And she, like, very quickly disposes of him, which I like. Mm -hmm. I like that, you know, he calls her a bitch, he calls her girl, and then she just fucking chops him in half, starting with his, like, dick. Like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do wish, and this is just, this is probably the horror person in me, I wish there was, like, a cool, like, black tar blood splatter on her when she, like, cut him in half, because it would make sense. But I guess it was... Uh, UPN yeah, and not we're not like, dirty
3: because she needs to go like have a Yeah, yeah. 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 She's
2: she's a glowing in this scene. Like oh, I don't is. want her
5: covered in black goo. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's going to have just like squid ink. Just yeah, no,
4: white like, no. or something like taupe. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Looks so good.
1: <clears throat> um, but yeah. So Zach, you you're not that big a fan of Angel, but you do
2: like him in these scenes. Gosh, I'm like I hate how whiny he is, but I do love him. Right. um <laughs> As a Buffy fan, I love him. And I I like him coming back, right? Because it does seem like he, ever since he left, he does kind of pop up at random moments. Like Mm -hmm. her mom died. You know, he came and served his purpose and sat with her for a little while. Um, And here he's coming and like offering something to her. She tells him she doesn't need it. And, you know, she kind of ends the episode without a boyfriend, right? Like she doesn't really need a guy. And this is her kind of like... Saying that, you know, saying that the Buffy Angel thing was like something that happened, but it's not something that like, I'm good without it. I don't, I don't really need you. We don't have to have this big romantic thing here for the fans. Let's, let's do a quick, you know, um, MTV best kiss award. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, she ends it without Spike. And I just think it works with both of those relationships kind of closing and Mm -hmm. bookending the episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And I love her line of, I, I can remember being so like shook that she's like, You're gonna come here and go all Dawson on me anytime I get a boyfriend, (laughs) and like being like, ah, because that show I'm pretty sure ended the same like time that Buffy ended. I think both of them like ended at the same time. I remember Entertainment Weekly having a spread about both shows ending, um, and I like I even like his retort of, "Aha, boyfriend, you said it." Like,
2: Mm -hmm. I (laughs) boyfriend in
1: my heart, (laughs) (laughs) and like they're they're like dynamic here when he's like that'll end well and she's like what was the highlight of our relationship when you broke up with me or when i killed you <laughs> like
7: yeah yes.
1: so good and i love that she says she's aware of her stellar history with guys and i never realized it before but i think that's why i because i say that and i was like oh i definitely got that from buffy <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah
1: um,
5: it's a very like down with love sort of sparring but in like a really slick sort of just yes. rat a kind of way
1: Yes, which I love. You know, I love that shit mm-hmm. because I'm not like, I I have all the emotions, but I'm not that big on a romance plot. So I love,
7: mm-hmm.
1: I love this dynamic of them as people who love each other, but are not like, yes. you know, right? Yes. Yeah,
3: exactly. There's so much affection there. There's so much mutual respect and love and support. But at the same time, they know this is not their moment. Maybe they will never have their moment, and that's okay. Like, there's a lot of history there. I also like. I actually really love Whiny Angel. Like when he <laughs> all like, mm-hmm. um, everyone's got a soul now. I started it. Like, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that he gets all defensive. Like, that's my thing.
5: Well, these like big guys are very petty. It's always very nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do really like him in this, though. I think I think the way he comes off in this is just—it's fun. It's playful. Yeah. It's the the you know everybody's going to be a little bit jealous of of an ex and whatever they're doing with their life, right? Like just yeah. that little bit of jabbing uh-huh. in there—it's perfect.
4: Like, even during the apocalypse, it, you know, it's going to sting.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. are you kidding? It could be an apocalypse and I could still be like, well, Zach, we need to talk about this with my bloody Judy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Which is why the cookie dough monologue is oh. so fucking perfect. It's, um. a, it's one of my all-time favorite television monologues Ever.
2: It's a good fucking monologue. It's a really good one.
1: Yeah. I I was like, fuck, is it bad that she's like 21 or 22 here and I'm almost 40? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I relate to this. <laughs> <laughs> He's not
7: done baking yet, guys.
5: <laughs> He's been baking for four hours. <laughs> it's like, it's Don't
4: like leave. this. Most, it's so awkward. And I love when Buffy is awkward. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so, it's, but it's so heartfelt and awkward mm-hmm. and just dumb and perfect at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yes. Right, Dana? Because it is, like, kind of dumb, but also perfect. Like, Yes. Ah, I love it. And, like, I do feel like this version of Buffy, this does feel like our final form of Buffy. Because it's, like, she's still confident. Like, she's confident in all of this that she's delivering. And Sarah Michelle Gellar is, like, doing such good line delivery in all of this. And I even love, like, and I read on Wikipedia that this was on purpose. Like, Angel first enters... Through the shadows in his first episode of Buffy. And in this, he like leaves through the shadows. Um Ooh. and I love the way that looks when he's like, I'm not getting any older, and just like it's hmm. like cool. They walk away. Um, we cut to the summer's house. Dawn. I there's a little there's a couple of like plots like this where I'm like, We why did we bother? I get it. I get why she would want to send Dawn away, but like it doesn't go anywhere. She comes
3: back, she kicks yeah. her in the shin. Um I think it's important though. It's an important note, yeah. but he's not going to put Don at risk. Like sometimes when I'm watching a show or whatever, and they're letting the young people stay and be in tremendous risk as a mom, I'm like, uh, that's deeply irresponsible. <laughs> so I do like that they, and you know, it gives Dawn and Xander something to do. Yeah, it's true. That's true. So, I get nah, it. And then yeah, you have this great moment of you get <laughs> the shin kick and then you get killed, I'm telling. Yeah, like, I
2: love that. Wait,
3: it's such like a small sister moment, but it's a really, really good one.
2: And yeah. everybody is like, like rather than Buffy seeing that Don has has come back and, you know, being like, You can't be here, you know? Every sort of bit of dialogue in this is very like calm, cool, collected. <laughs> yes. Like everybody yes. is very like, okay, well, I'm not fighting this right now. We don't have time for that. You know, let's move along.
1: Which even leads us to the spike moment, right? Like mm-hmm. she's told everyone she killed, uh, which I do like her line of slices, dices dices, slices, dices, and <laughs> makes Julian preacher. Excuse uh, me. You? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, then she goes to the basement and I even, I almost wish spike had just said, yeah, I smell him on you. I know you kissed." because, I don't love that the previous episode ends with the first being like that bitch. And we, because I, I liked Spike's reaction here where he's a little jealous, but again, like you said, Zach, it's like, it's the apocalypse. We don't have time. All right, fine. Um, and I I like their moments here. They get some really good moments towards, I mean, Kirsten, we talked about it with Touch. They really do get some good Spike and Buffy moments. And the I two mean, of them are just like committed the way they act these scenes together.
3: Yeah, they do. And I like that they set up where where the first is talking to Spike watching Angel and Buffy and being like see she doesn't need you and so they set up like oh maybe spike's going right. to run or maybe spike's going to be mad but no like he's mad at Angel but he's not like i like that everyone in this episode understands the stakes and puts them puts their own sort of like pettiness aside yeah except for mm-hmm. the angel picture of the punching bag. <laughs> oh, that is an amazing, well, amazing detail. And I love it so much. And it yes. does add that pettiness without Spike being like, you betrayed me. I'm going to yeah. do you. Like, no, he's, yeah. you know, he gets what the stakes are. He's not going to leave. He's not going to walk out on her. And he's finally become the man that he needs to be in order to do the rest of (laughs) this
6: episode,
1: Well, and I love, I I also love Buffy, because this is me, her being like, I'm going to make you boys wrestle it out. Ooh, maybe there'll be some oil involved. I was like, girl, I feel you, like, please. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, And then
3: he has so many, he has good lines here too. Like, most people don't use their tongues to say hello. Well, I guess they do. Yeah. Claims an angel wears lifts like yeah i love how petty they both are about each other it's yes. amazing.
1: yeah like a- angel called him captain peroxide and he's like well he wears lifts and i even like <laughs> his little bit when he's like someone with a soul blah, blah blah what are you gonna do give it to andrew about the necklace <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Man. i always remember though that like I, I always have to remind myself right because we know that this is the finale in the big 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 battle right but like at this point, they don't really know that yet. They're yeah. kind of just like, everybody is still kind of in that mode of hanging around the house and people are going to come at us and we're going to defend ourselves, right? Right. Yeah. And,
1: you know, I, I, when we get there, I have like, I like that we kind of don't know that, mm-hmm. but the, the, the plot works even before we realize we don't know what their plan is. Because mm-hmm. we kind of think, like watching it, I was like, oh, right, I forgot that like, we just think, I mean, not us, because we've all seen it a bunch of times, but like plot wise, they make you think her plan is just we're gonna go there and we're gonna close the hell mouth. Merp. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I the the thing that I fuck, I love Buffy so much. And the thing that I love is that so she wakes up, she can't sleep, and mm-hmm. that the first comes to taunt her. First as Caleb, which she has that very good line calling them the wanna slay brigade, which I think is a very good name for them. Um, and then turns into Buffy and does like the like Chosen one, you alone. Speech. So good, mm-hmm. and like the fact that they're like, "Where's your like, where's your snappy comeback?" And she just says, "You're right." And they're like, mm, "Not your best." And then she looks at Spike and says, "I just realized something. Something never occurred to me before. We're gonna win." Like, "Fuck yeah, Buffy!" Never like, cry because mm-hmm.
2: I did. I, I cried about this. This is where this, this was my first beat that I cried. at. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes, I, love I, I don't. And it just hit me out of nowhere. <laughs> I just like, I couldn't help myself.
1: it's so good, right? Because it, it taunted her into her realizing, Oh, fuck you. I can win this. Like,
2: I absolutely love when she's confident like this. I love when she has realizations of confidence and when she, uh, is just, you know, Buffy, the fucking vampire slayer.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like, we get that in the next scene. So she, we cut to the Scooby meeting the next day. She's telling them her plan. And I even like the Giles beat where he's like, I think it's bloody brilliant. And she says, you mean that? And he says, if you want my opinion, and she says, really do. This is, this was when I started tearing up because like, I want, I, for me, I wanted them to have a moment of like, hey, I'm sorry I did this. But also, and Kirsten, you have written her. I feel like you might agree. Uh, I also feel like Buffy, that makes sense that she wouldn't need to have that conversation. She would just be like, yes, I forgive you, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, again, these characters all have so much history with each other. And and they've reached the point where they just know what their value is to each other and they love each other. And and I, and I can go along with that. I can accept that. Also, you know, I totally wrote in all hearts, dad, Giles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's her, I mean, he's her father figure and they always, they haven't always had the smoothest of relationships, but I do. I love this moment between that yeah. where yeah. he's like, I support you if you want my opinion. And she, she does. Ah, she chills, wants, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a little bit of a cheat to be like, here's the plan. And then they cut away. Like, oh, on one hand, that really does bother me. It's like when you have a book and the character's like, and then she started remembering that day, that terrible day that changed everything. But no, she thought, I won't think of it now. <laughs> and you're like, oh, come on. You were literally thinking of it. Um, so it's a little bit of a cheat, but it pays off so well. And yes. well but Yes. I- Don't mind that much.
5: Yeah. Um, Can't really do genre TV without that stuff. I mean, all of Lost would have been solved in a season. (laughs) Out of your right. It was, every Lost, I was was like, remember that thing you did? How dare you come back after that thing you did? (laughs) Mm-hmm. And we knew we were waiting two more seasons for that. And the <laughs> first
3: was literally no one knew what they
5: did, including the writers. <laughs> no and the, yeah, and then you would be, then the audience would be gaslit. They'd be like, no, we never implied that there was a secret underneath <laughs>
1: that. What are you talking about? Adam, I love that you and I both love Lost so much, but if someone just listened to this podcast, they would think you and I fucking hate it.
5: <laughs> but, Like, I don't know if I love it or hate it. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> but okay, so. We get, we also get the, like, and I oh, I was trying to look on Wikipedia because Willow d- gives the line of, like, oh, and I'm going to lose control and not in a nice, wholesome, my girlfriend has a pierced tongue kind of way. <laughs> yep. I don't know if we all remember, because I do remember in Touch, when you see that Kennedy has a tongue ring, like, all the message boards were, like, wild, like, oh, did we see that she had a tongue ring? <laughs> and I always wonder if that was, like, in reaction to that, because they didn't, like... Mention it, but you very clearly see it when she's like licking Willow.
4: Mm-hmm. As the official lesbian of Slayer <laughs> <Yes>. Fest, <98, laughs> I say this is what I say to it. Okay. You know, often like, okay, so we're looking like 20, 20 plus years ago or whatever, lesbians mm-hmm. were often so over sexualized. But this is, this is like, this line comes from Willow mm. and it is so, it, it is so lesbian agency or queer agency <laughs> that I so appreciate it because it yeah it is sexualized but because it's coming from her mm-hmm. yeah
5: That's yeah you- the thing very like because this was you know like this 2003 this is this is when the film 13 came out so we're all very aware <laughs> Of, you know of the tongue, thing of the
1: tongue ring <laughs> of the
5: tongue sound <laughs> era of 2002 <laughs> to 2003. God, um, yeah. yeah, So this is yeah, this is definitely yeah, this is definitely one of those things where like I feel like it, it really depends who yes. that line is coming out mm-hmm. of because if somebody else was like in 2003 was like this gay guy wearing a puka shell necklace and i would be like you don't get to say that and then like (laughs) like, (laughs) coming out of andrew would be like "Not fair." yeah
1: yeah yeah (laughs) um also i love the anya line that she gets when she's like come on let's go assemble the cannon fodder and xander's like that's not what we're calling them sweetie and she says not to their faces what am i insensitive (laughs) i just love anya so much and like this season, I I very much understand why people are like they didn't know what to do with her after Selfless because they didn't, but she uh-huh. still gets so many good moments, yeah. Like that are just like throwaway lines that the episode could do without, but they enhance, yeah. Like it, right? Yeah.
2: And they've also been through this so much that like her kind of you know obliviousness to like the fact that this is this is the battle uh you know i i like that and she doesn't even really have any realization till later and you know so all of these little jokes she's making perfect yeah you know?
1: yeah and so we cut to the summer's living room we get uh bucky's <laughs> telling everyone her plan <laughs> What's all exact? these
2: randos?
1: <laughs> it really, I, you know, I was thinking about it. And I was like, I feel like some of the ones we even saw, like, yeah. I
2: don't see them. I like, Google every time.
4: I think they just, some of them just like came from the Starbucks down the street or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they, they, didn't, like, they didn't they accidentally didn't get evacuated and they're like, well, something's <laughs> happening over the summer's house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just walk over. All right. <laughs> yeah, because there are so many people and I really feel like they're like, the how many potential slayers there are changes in like every scene. Um, yeah. and so we get her, like, I, I see, even if that was just her plan, I think the way Samura Geller delivers, like, I'm going down to the Hellmouth and I'm finishing this once and for all, is like
2: very good. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. And I, 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 yeah. So, but we don't finish that, but like, the episode does work, right? Even yeah. if that was her plan, like, mm-hmm. it does. It does. Um, so there we get we cut to Faith and Robin Wood, which I will have my tiny critique that I think most of their scenes kind of stop the episode. Um, I get that we were probably setting off, s- setting up a spinoff in case Faith got one, but mm-hmm. their scenes I'm kind of like Meh. I don't know I like it I
2: like it a yeah. lot I like them a lot together like I think they work really well together and I would have liked to, I don't think that would have been a long term relationship but I would have liked to see that one from start to finish.
3: I would have liked to see it evolve into a friendship, right? Yeah, yeah. But I I do love, I mean, I agree that their scenes do kind of bring everything to a screeching halt because you're just not emotionally invested in them. I'm I'm invested in Faith, and I really like Robin Wood, but Faith and Robin is like, yeah, who cares? Um, But when he says, I'm so much prettier than you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, And
1: like, they are both fucking hot. So much yeah. like, that is. A- exactly. a- yeah, I
5: think them as a couple could have benefited had there been an eighth season or a spinoff or whatever, yeah. or any other yeah. way of revisiting them. They could have benefited from some more comedy. Like mm-hmm. I think, especially Faith is the perfect foil for him because he was so serious um, that like a lot of comedy could be made about him. Like hooking up with a Slayer with his mom issues with a Slayer. Um, <laughs> so, like, and then she would have had no bones about just, like, calling it out and then not having a problem with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then, like, moving on and her being, like, whatever about it. Yeah.
5: Right. And the, and, but just, like, playing with that and having some fun with yeah. it. You yeah.
4: You know, there's a, okay, for me, The scene crosses a line between teasing and just being freaking rude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you what he says, he knows is going to, like, deeply offend her. Yeah. And the fact that he just so glibly does it, I don't like. Yeah. um, You know, that's what Faith, Faith, like, thinks, sees herself as this, you know,
10: I don't like know. Sex bomb.
4: Sex bomb. Yeah, right. And, and that's important to her. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, so, he cuts her right uh, down at the knees and it just, it just feels kind of unnecessary. But yeah. I do like them. I think they would have been a really great team if we would have gotten to see more of their development.
2: Mm. And their relationship is starting very sexual anyway, though. So, like, all of the sex... I'm okay with all the sex conversations and the... the, the, the I don't know. I like it. I, I do really like it. I think it would have been nice, again, to see them kind of progress and get on a deeper level, you know, beyond sex. But I really like that they kind of started their relationship off... In a sexual way.
5: I think Robin and Faith, like, in real life, like, got together, you know, and then had kind of, like, a Ben Affleck J-Lo thing where, like, they got back together (laughs) 20 years later.
7: Their casual (laughs) sex
2: relationship, relationship, you know, we don't, like, we had casual sex with Buffy and and, and Parker and, you know, that was the message, though. Well, that just didn't work out, you know, but, like... They, they have casual sex. Faith and Robin probably hooked up, you know, a lot over the past 20 years, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, that's well, the thing. That's a
4: great thing because they're humans, yeah. right? Yeah. We yeah. actually right. get to have them mature. So Robin gets a chance to loosen up. Faith gets a chance to mature. Mm-hmm. Come back 20 years or 15 yeah. years later, man, they'd be a dynamic duo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's
1: true. You know yeah. what? They're both still
2: around. They both still look good. Do it, somebody. <laughs> do it.
1: I know all y'all got
2: connections in some way or another.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I do. I when base when when faith when, God, when faith is like uh-uh, we're going again. You're going to learn some respect and is unbuckling her belt. I'm like, ooh, love a confident top. Love it. Love mm-hmm. to see that. Yeah.
4: Um, fucking 90s <laughs> belt that slashed early 2000s belt with the rivets. Oh my god.
5: That <laughs> was like, it was like costuming from Girls 5 Ever. It was like they were making fun of 2003 in 2003.
1: <laughs> They really were. Well, as <laughs> as everyone said in the last recording, Faith dresses, or maybe they said in our recording, Faith dresses the way I still dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we get a Kennedy and Willow scene. Um, I don't mind their conversation here. I think it's cute. I think uh kennedy's i love that kennedy gets her soft butch look with the white top and the black suspenders i think i
4: tell cool. you they always think we wear suspenders, <laughs> 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 We're more suspenders than
1: they think we do <laughs> oh i like the look on her dana do you not like it <laughs> we don't wear that many suspenders ian <laughs> Dana, this is not
4: just a Buffy problem; it's a general costuming lesbian problem. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> venting. <laughs> uh,
1: so then we get the, which I think is really charming, the D and D game. Oh it
3: is such a uh, cute reveal where yes. they're like planning out positioning, and then it pans out, and you realize it's d and D game. Like, hmm. I love this moment. I love that they reference Trogdor, which was yeah. another one of my big fandoms, actually, um, <laughs> Homestar Runner.
1: Yes. And then, I, It's such a Um, weird reference, right? Especially now. It is a really weird
3: reference, but, you know, like, I loved it. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) then also I just love this this little moment of, like, you know, companionship and intimacy, and then they pan out and Anya's asleep on the table, and and just that moment of affection for Anya where Xander reaches out and pats her head, and like, I, I love that, I love in these last few episodes, we do get this sort of reconciliation between Anya and Xander, where they're allowed to love each other again. Yes. and like, I don't want them to end up together. I don't think that he deserves her. Um, but, but I do love that these last few episodes have as much affection for Anya as we do.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's, it's such a good scene. this is like my little problem with the episode is that this again, should have been a two hour episode. And the first hour should have been all of these moments, right? And yeah. you said uh-huh. it's like an episode made up of moments and this should have yeah. been like one of those. I love, you know, them going out in the camper all together and how Anya was in the camper and like how she is like right before this final battle you know and it all just works so well and I just wish we had longer takes of all of this because this Dungeons and Dragons you know uh, table game is so perfect and the people who are there are perfect like Amanda fits so well with these people Yeah, Um, Yeah. and I I don't know it's just like yeah we did get you know a little bit of Anya and, and Xander reconciliation but we never really had the Scoobies bringing Anya back in. Like we Mm -hmm. kind of left her versus Scoobies as like, what do you really do? You just sit here and she's like, oh, I provide much needed sarcasm. But like, you know.
4: She gets called a civilian.
2: Yeah, she doesn't really get brought in yet. And like, it never really happens, you know? And I accept this as her getting brought in, even though it's not, you know, (laughs) I I have to for my soul.
1: Uh, So then we we cut to Sunnydale High, right? We're there. we, I, I, oh, wait, I think. You
3: skipped. Oh. I do like, we have these scenes of people together, people together, people together. Oh, yeah. Coffee standing out on the porch alone.
1: Yes. Right. And just you're- that
3: moment, it doesn't last very long. And then we see her in the basement and she and Spike look at each other from across the basement and you're like, oh, are they about to kiss or are they about to go to each other? And then it cuts to the high school and I love that they never show us what happens there. Yes. Yeah. So it's yeah. just choose your own adventure, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Did they, you know, did they have sex? Did they just hold each other that night again? Did they have, did they play board
4: games? You don't know. <laughs> and
2: it's and the I perfect moment to do a choose your own adventure, right? Because like everybody has their own sort of what they want from the Buffy-Spike relationship. And that's really mm-hmm. the moment where they give you, you know, do it yourself. Um, yep. All of these shots of them arriving at the high school, fucking excellent. You know, they're all Mm -hmm. like the, the camera's moving so much with the characters that it just, (laughs) I, I I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I'm blown away every time.
1: Yeah. And like the, i having Robin Wood lead them in and being like, you know, making like jokey principal orientation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that. Um, the, the show started in high school. It has to end in high school. Like it just makes sense. Um, and i i everyone all the lines are a plus i think everything here is a plus we get mm-hmm. i love xander's like if you have to go to the bathroom, it's the right. If you do not, think about what you're about to face because <laughs> I am a nervous peer. I peed like a zillion times oh leading God. up to this yeah. recording.
4: I would <laughs> so be the one potential that had to run to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I like, i you guys in a yeah. second. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, we just had our powers, but let me go pee real fast. Yeah.
7: I'm
1: like I, I, tell my so people, I can run fast. Yeah,
3: it's like I tell my kids, you know, go to the bathroom. And my little one's like, I don't need to. And I'm like, I didn't ask if you needed to. I told you to go to the bathroom.
1: Kirsten. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you use that voice with me sometimes, Kirsten. Yeah, I do.
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, it's required when you're dealing with me. Um, so <laughs> we get like they're, we kind of like see their splitting up. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a little issue I do have. I wish the splitting up made more sense.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Why put Andrew and Anya together? Like, yeah. she would have... To, neither of them have particularly any sense of fighting. Right. Um, you know? Ugh.
2: I guess it was a way to give everybody their spotlight, right? Without it being too... Just feeling too crowded, maybe. But
5: I do... I wish they would have all been
2: together, right?
5: right. Yeah. Like, narratively, it makes sense. I totally grasp mm-hmm. that. Right. Like, from a logistic, why yeah. in this reality... Would they not go, that's an extremely vulnerable corner? Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Or even like Dawn and Xander, that's also a very like, okay, Xander can like he's like fought a little bit, but not like yeah. right. Like it feels like And the the thing that bothers me also is we do get the moment later where like Dawn and Xander have the trap where they like have the like whatever in the ceiling where there's the hole and it kills them and it's like, well then why didn't everyone just wait outside and yep. let them
3: Why yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't <And then> they sabotage <laughs> the buildings that the the the, the- Urukai, whatever they are. The Dothraki was it? I don't know.
7: <laughs> I
5: called it the Uruk. Oh, I, <laughs> yes.
1: I was just about to say which one of you did call it that. I <laughs> did.
5: It was I did it in the other <laughs> Yeah,
1: I just like that. What, what, like you said, Adam, it does make narrative sense. It's just like All these people are human and not, like, Robin Wood is the best player of the group. Put some
4: baby gates up, like, (laughs) follow them through the front door, boom, boom, boom.
7: Uh
5: Well, that's the thing, like, it's not, like, this is, it it feels like not the same battle strategy they even used for the mayor, which is empty that high school. Right, yeah. Like, stack it with shit. Yeah. And then, like, like, kaboom. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah and like but we won't
1: harp on that because otherwise whatever but I even like the beat that we get with Anya and Andrew and she's like good yes I'll use him as a human shield and he's like I oh, have a speech I just want to thank my like that would be okay. fucking me I would be like well I'm just emotional to be here
5: and like
2: <laughs> are we are we Andrew and Anya
5: I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was me because like before we started recording, you you had like 20 minutes of like, well, and here's where I was like, we should be recording this. This is all relevant to the episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Everybody gets a terminated. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you were not on lit- here like, no, you shut your mouth.
2: <laughs> I'm not talking
4: to you until I see you on the other side, bitch.
2: <laughs> Can we talk for a second about the subtlety of Dawn throughout this episode? It's yeah. just and how well that works in, in the context of the whole situation.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I I really like and Kirsten, you said it before, but yeah, I'm curious. Speak on it, Kirsten.
3: Yeah, I mean, so so they really struggled figuring out what to do with Dawn's character, especially once the whole key thing was resolved and they're stuck with a teenage character that they don't they don't know what to do with her. And I really like one of the undercurrents of season seven is Dawn coming into her own. And this episode is such a perfect example of that. Like she, she claims her space. She comes back. She's not going to be shuffled off to safety while everybody that she loves is facing this threat. Um, And then, you know, just this, this little moment with Buffy um, where Buffy's like Dawn and then, and then Dawn says, anything you say is going to sound like goodbye. And she doesn't let her because Dawn is saying to Buffy, this is not goodbye. This is not over. You right. know, this is not a parting. And, yeah. and I love that. It's so, it's so strong. It's so sweet. Like, yeah, Don, Don really, I think, um, in season seven becomes the character that she could have and should have been all along. And I am never annoyed by her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she does yes. refer
4: to herself as a junior watcher.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. So actually we're going to do a little reading here of our final scene with the Scoobies all together. Uh, Dana will be playing Dawn. Uh, Adam Sass will be doing Giles. Zach will be doing Xander. Kirsten will be doing Willow, and I will be doing Buffy. Um, Dana, Are we doing take it this away now. Yeah, we're doing it. Oh my it. god, yeah. I don't even have this pulled sides, up. Get your sides ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Ashley, don't edit that out. I love this. <laughs>
5: it's a cold reading.
1: <laughs> Showtime <laughs> panic. <laughs> uh, Dana, start whenever you're ready.
4: I'm going to check out our field of engagement. Dawn. No. Anything you say is going to sound like a bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound of Dawn's chunky <laughs> <donkey> heels.
3: <laughs> so
1: what do you guys want to do tomorrow?
3: Nothing strenuous.
2: Well, many golfs, although it was the first thing that comes to mind.
1: No, I think we can do better than that. I was thinking about shopping, as per
5: usual.
3: Oh, there's an R&B in the new mall.
2: I could use a few items.
5: Well, now, aren't we going to discuss this? save the world to (laughs) go to the mall. I'm having a wicked shoe
2: craving. Aren't you on the pitch?
3: Those never work.
5: Here I am,
2: invisible to the eye. See, I need a new look. It's this whole eye patch thing. Oh, you could go
5: with the full black secret agent look.
3: Or the puffy shirt, pirate slash.
5: The earth is definitely doomed.
1: (laughs) Good job, everyone. And I love this scene so much. Too emotional.
5: Um, that was Slayerfest '98's final ever. <laughs> Stop it! Stop surprise ending this yeah. now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we still got two more to come in this episode. Um, but so no, no, no. they, I love that they like. Uh, it's it's a nice moment of like you know, Kirsten, you said this about with uh, Spike and Buffy in touched how like the warriors before they're going into battle, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this feels like, right?
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and and then the parallel of like giles said that at the end of you know the first two episodes and him saying it again
7: uh-huh.
1: i remember like immediately being like oh my god that's what giles says and like crying when i watched this live just <laughs> i was like oh like the like i love i love a parallel uh-huh. and so i don't know i i just really like that yeah. um so we see even the like god it's When they're like splitting up, and they they even do the walk like they do at the end of Harvest, right? Giles walks towards the screen. Buffy, Willow, and Xander walk away from the screen. Even like their like subtle best friend moments of like she holds Xander's hand, like this like this like friend intimacy, like Mm -hmm. I could cry. Like I love that shit. So then, then where do we go, Uh, Kirsten? Where do we go?
3: (laughs) So. Then we, you know, we have our core four, then we split up. So we've got all of the potentials and Buffy down at the
4: seal. And I have my note that says, don't cut your palms, dummies. <laughs> oh my God. The bloodborne illnesses. They all share mm-hmm. the same knife. I, it freaks yeah. me out. <laughs> and why are you cutting your palm? You need to fight. You need to grasp swords. Cut the top of your arm. Like, come on. Right?
5: Even Absolutely. Have an,
7: like, Where's
4: the Purell? Just just Purell that damn thing. Yeah. You know?
5: I would love to see a show or whatever that does like everybody cuts their palms and they spend the rest of the episode just trying to grab like a banister. They go, "God, like, oh, God.
3: <laughs> like, Ooh, I can't hold the scythe; it hurts." <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, right. uh, anyway, then we get our bad CGI. The seal opens, and then we get our Lord of the Rings music. Yeah. Wait wait, 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 wait. When the when the seal
4: opens, <laughs> I can just imagine. <laughs> and Sarah Michelle Keller Having to pretend to walk down the stairs Like you did when you were a little kid <laughs> 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 This
5: Austin <awesome> Powers <laughs> <laughs> You still
4: can tell they're doing a, a Dive streamed.
5: <laughs> Stop <laughs> it, I'm going to pee my pants
1: <laughs> um, So Spike has a really good line I love Spike like Fiddling with his like trinket Um. And he's like, he says like, oh, I, I, I like I f- look like Elizabeth Taylor. Like Trinket's not working. I look like Elizabeth Taylor. And Faith has the line of, "Cheer up, Liz. If Willow's big spell doesn't work, it doesn't matter what you wore." Like I really like that. So and I perfect. like them. Buffy's also ignoring them, right? Buffy, mm-hmm. we allow Buffy to be nervous, and it, it's okay, right? It's not, yeah. it's not too much, but it makes sense that she's like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Like. It, this is her biggest plan to date, right? She's faced a lot of apocalypses, apocali, Um, but, like, this is the first time she has, like, a huge plan to enact, right? And
2: she's risking getting kicked out of her house again. Like, she's got to move on her cubes, <laughs> okay? Um, this is the battle that should have been the hour-long Lord of the Rings battle. We should have gotten a full hour long real battle. All of these potentials that like we've recognized, you know, Rona, all of them Mm -hmm. should have had their own little spotlight Mm, Um, that lasted a little longer, like a minute to two minutes each, you know? Um, And we see them really successful, At first, you know, until, you know, later on when Buffy, like, goes down and then, you know, she's seeing everybody dying around her. And then we go back to those same girls and their second spotlight is, you know, them either going down or, like, struggling, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There was so much room for all of that. and Yes. Jeez.
3: Logistically, my biggest issue with this is- Standing there waiting for Willow's spell to work. Yeah. Why didn't they wait for Willow's spell to work? And <laughs> <one of them laughs> like back a little bit, like, you know. There was, no reason, there was no logistical reason for them to open the seal first. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes.
5: Weird, I, God. I
1: I mean, again, it's like one of those things where, like, we could have done the spell outside. Everyone waits outside,
2: and yeah. Yeah. or at the we- did, oh, it had to be over the hellmouth, didn't it? Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. But you no, know, uh, they didn't
3: have to open the seal first, and nah. I did already hit it. Drama, but you know, just like that was stupid,
2: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You want to tell Fluffy she's stupid a little bit more? Just go ahead, dogpile over.
3: Bad bad idea. Maybe they were right to kick you out of the house. You can't stay here. (laughs) So, when then,
1: uh, this is where like I don't stop crying for like the rest of the episode, same. Um, so like. I love that we get, like, Buffy's like, I'm not worried, as long as they don't see us, and then they do see them, they run, and then we get Willow doing her spell, and fuck, like, ugh, I could cry just talking about it, like, the image of, like, we don't get the white hair till after, but we get Willow saying, like, oh, my goddess, and I don't know, it like, in saying it out loud, it's like, oh, that sounds cheesy, but, like, it works, right? Like, Willow so would works. say that. Yeah, and now, a reading From yours truly, Philip Ellis, Angela Rockstar, Kimberly Ann Southwick, Joe Reed, Anthony Oliveira, Kelly Sue DeConnick, Alistair J. Patton Garcia, and Summer Bischel. So here's a part where you make a choice.
11: What if you could have that power
7: now?
12: In every generation a slayer is born. Because a
13: bunch of men who died thousands of years ago made up that rule.
1: They were powerful men. This woman is more powerful than all of them combined.
14: So I say we change the rule.
15: I say my power should be our power.
16: Tomorrow, Willa will use the essence of the scythe to change our destiny. From now on, every girl in the world
17: who might be a slayer will be a slayer.
12: Every girl who could have the power will have the power.
18: Can stand up. Will stand up
6: slayers, every one of us. Make your choice.
1: Are you ready to be strong? And God, that, the, the reading is so, like, that speech, again, it's one of those things where like, I get what you mean, Kirsten, like, uh, why did we have to cut, but like, fuck, it, it works. Off, it works right. so
3: well. Like, uh, as much as it's a narrative cheat, it's a narrative cheat that I can accept because it is so powerful and it works so well. And yeah, I absolutely teared up too.
1: Yeah, like, watching all of the potentials, like, a thing that I thought of that I really never thought of before, that, like, I guess, like, fucking duh, but, so I've been going through season seven with my mother, who loves Buffy but can't remember shit, so all of this is basically new to her. She only remembers that Anya dies and Spike dies because she loves them so much. That's all she remembers about the finale. But, like, every time we record, my mom is like, I hate these potential girls, they are so whiny, they're useless, they don't help. And, like, I never realized how much of that was probably on purpose. Right. It probably was for this payoff, this exact payoff that they were useless and whiny the entire season.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Of course. And like, they are girls who got thrown into this in a couple months. Right. Like, remember this, remember that they were not prepared for seven years for, for something like this. So. And they're also like 15, 16. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: But Buffy gives them something she never got.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A choice. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm Ugh. Ugh. And the power there, right? The power with the choice. Sorry, I get it.
4: myself chills with that. I like posture, dramatic effect in everything.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna start balling.
4: I seriously, I'm like watching watching
1: these girls like who had been useless and whiny all like when Vi says like these guys are dust, and we just yeah. see them all like kick ass. Mm-hmm. Is so good, and then we get this cry. The, the visual of like when we see Kennedy's head going up and she's, like, realizing she has the power and then she looks at Uh, Willow and is like,
13: ugh. There's uh, something
2: about Kennedy's top at this this point, too, that, like, really adds to her flipping... I don't know how to explain it. This is not going to make any sense. But her flipping (laughs) up and her top just, like, adds to her whole... Because it, it looks like it cool little, coal armor, right? Yeah, because it has. Now, if like, she would have like moves.
4: snapped her suspenders, that would have been even cooler. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's her power. That's her coming into her power.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we get the visual of like Willow with her white hair and her crying. Mm. Uh, uh. It's just like I don't know a better like that's what Willow
5: deserved, right? Yeah. Like I feel like. I'm, I'm tearing up. <laughs> well, then you get into the season eight comics.
6: We don't talk about season eight, no,
5: no.
2: <laughs> I am good with it. We're going to have a whole something for season eight. Kirsten.
3: <laughs> oh, I should say, it's, it's so healing and powerful, right? Because for so long, Willow has viewed this power inside of her as inherently destructive and, yeah. and, and corrupted. Right. Yeah. And so for her to have this moment of, of intense connection and, and giving it, because it, it's a, it's a selfish magic, right? It's, it's giving yeah. power to other people. She's not getting it. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a really beautiful moment and it's a really healing moment that she gets to come full circle and be like, no, this, this power that I have inside of me isn't, isn't inherently bad,
1: yeah.
3: not something that I have to be afraid of.
1: And, you know, Kennedy's like, you are You are a goddess, and Willow hands her The siphon, he's like, and you're a slayer, is just
15: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I love it! <laughs> and all um, of the potentials getting their powers You know, there's dolly shots of them, you know Panning yeah. by everybody, and everybody's Like, feeling it, you know what I really like about this Is, even though this is not an hour-long fight, right Um, we're not focused on the I don't ever, like, really notice the potentials That I don't recognize, right, it's mm-hmm. all Like, the, the ones who have been there Are, are very well-highlighted
13: yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I will say there are a few that I'm like, hmm, who was that? But we do at least get like highlights of the yeah. ones
2: we know. Um, we get Felicia Day on on oh wires. Ugh, She's, yeah.
4: She, I almost said she slays. saying <laughs> as Violet, she gets some serious ass in this yeah. finale. Yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah. If and if like,
4: if Faith had ever had a, a spinoff. I have a feeling Violet would have been part of her team.
2: Oh, which yeah. which potentials yeah, do you think too. would have showed up in that spinoff? Rona
4: and Violet for sure. Yeah, yeah, and Ke- I feel like and Kennedy
1: I feel like Kennedy and Faith like would make sense as like a duo together. And the potentials
2: really liked her, so they would have followed yeah. her. Like a couple yeah. of them would have followed Faith.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so we get all this, and it just—you're uh, right, Zach. It should have been an hour-long fight because it really—I mean, we'd never—they really like they use their budget on this. They yeah. like mm-hmm. it, uh there had never been such a, like, well-orchestrated huge fight with that many moving pieces on Buffy before. Which
2: episode would you have taken out, Ian, in order to give them a two-hour finale?
1: Uh, if I had to pick an episode, I think it would probably be First Date.
7: Okay.
1: hmm Um, because that, that's, like, the, in the middle there we get a little, like, I actually like the beginning. I know Kirsten does it, but I like, I love the first, like, mm, like, seven, ten episodes. I think it gets a little muddled in the middle where, like, an episode title might not even make sense with the episode, because it's like, that's the C plot of the episode is a title, but then we have A and B is moving all the pieces to get to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of condensed Killer and Me and First Date could have been one episode in itself. Um, But okay, so we get, it's just, and the music, ah, the music is like, also never, like, Hush has the best, I think, like, music, like, soundtrack Mm -hmm. score, but this also like, I would say this is probably tied, like
13: It (sighs) swells.
1: Yeah, it really does, and like, you know, uh, Kennedy throwing Buffy the scythe, and her just like uh, chopping those fucking heads off. I love it. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to my beloveds, Anya and Andrew.
7: Mm.
1: Um, I love this moment. I that I wish Andrew had gotten a little bit more to do because also it's like, well, why didn't he die? Because he yeah. Might've. Um, but I Anya here. I love that she gets her like at least like a final like, hero moment, right? Because she lifts that, when he says bunnies, and I, I, her whole thing of, like, oh, God, I, I'm terrified. I thought you would be terrified, and I would just be sarcastic. Like, I, I feel like that's me. Like, I feel like i was like, <laughs> 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 um, and I just, I lo- also love, I mean, Adam, we talk about this a lot. Like, Andrew very much is, like, uh, portrays the anxious gay so well, right? Because he's just, like, not right. shutting up.
5: <laughs> just, yeah, just blabbermouth. Um, just, like, full blab. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, so I know, I know they did all this with the two of them. You know, I get it, narratively. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, but it is like, you know, it, I don't know. It is, you know, you have your sort of like two least heroic kind of characters, I guess. <laughs> other than you know, like Xander and Dom, but like those two are just so, you know, like you know, they're they're a little more humorless about their um, useful right. uselessness. <laughs> um, I feel like you have like a very, I feel like you have a very good, like, I'm, I'm going to do a dissertation on this, by the way, um, where you have, like, you have Anya and Andrew and Dawn and Xander, all four of them in the same sort of powerless bucket. Um, mm. and two of them are big drips about it. And two of them <laughs> are pretty fun. Um, and it is kind of a good way of like, kind of looking at like, okay, well, how do you want to, how do how do you want to interpret your own shortcomings in? <laughs> um, so that is kind of like why I'm a little salty about like someone from this thing. But again, like, eh, you couldn't kill Xander and you couldn't kill Dawn. Yeah. And so, like, it is one of those things where, and I was and I was checking out the wiki on this um, episode where uh, Emma Caulfield had announced prior to season seven that yeah, she, this was her last season, regardless yeah. of if this was Buffy's last season or not. So, um, I think she was definitely feeling a post Hell's Bells sort of like, all yeah. right, we're, we're done with this character. Um, yeah. So I get it. And I know, and I know that um, also that, you know, Joss had really wanted to have like, you know, these big heroic deaths, but then also sort of the reality of war, which is just like some, sometimes a beloved person is just sniped and there's no moment and it's just right. awful.
18: But then it makes um,
5: it feel like mean that that's why they kept her around
2: so that, because they just kept her like ass uh, making uh-huh. like, you know, funny jokes in the living room and only to get her to the end to, right. to give us that big, character kill for somebody we really love i don't accept it it's not not (laughs) i don't
4: accept it either zach yeah and i'll tell you why because she gets cut through from the back yeah Mm -hmm. i hate that Mm -hmm. and i when i watched it again to me that feels so cowardly and she deserved to like fight in battle not be taken by surprise
2: yeah, she demon was I a powerful like- vengeance demon. Like this, mm-hmm. this she, she. I get that at times during her human life, we get her as kind of a little bit of a coward. They they could try to paint her as that sometimes, but she was not. She's been living for like thousands and thousands of years, and and. You know, I mean, she's killing people, but she's brave, you know? She's not a coward. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. No, I mean, but that's the thing. I feel like, they, I feel like again, I, I get this sort of creatively where it's like there are, like, not everyone's yeah. going to get a giant moment and everyone's going to get what they deserve. This is, like... Unless it was yeah. an hour-long fight. I I mean, <laughs> why? But, like, I mean, but again, like, I mean, like, this is sort of the senselessness of war. Of yeah. yeah. Is like there's just going to be someone who does not get the ending they deserve. And that's sort of its own story we're telling. I know this is like this it feels weird saying that right now about a, about Buffy now that there's like a, a real war going right. on as we're recording this, but like it this is the meaninglessness of the yes. battle.
1: I um, that that is the only reason because I will say even watching it for this, I've seen this episode so many times, I still like I I was like a, like a woman from a TV show in like the 50s where like I like put my hands to my cheeks and went oh no like still watching this as <sighs> if I didn't know it was coming and it's still like I then I cry consistently through the end of the episode once yeah. Anya gets slashed I do I see what everyone's saying but I do agree with Adam I do think it's a shame but her and Andrew were the only expendable characters and yeah. Andrew wouldn't have been as emotional right
5: Andrew would have been like have been, Aw, he- he wouldn't have been as emotional, and everyone was forecasting that. This would be yeah, a surprise. Yes. This yeah, is and the s- one thing in the... I, right. say, I say this is full ass the one thing in this episode that actually is a surprise. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is emotional and satisfying and a closure and did This is the only twist, I yeah, think, right. in And this, Andrew in the show. would have
4: gone the way of the dodo yeah. if, if Robin hadn't showed up.
5: Right. right. Yes.
1: And, like, I, 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 I just think Andrew wouldn't have carried any emotional weight. Like... It would have been like, oh, but like it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been like crying the way I cry over Anya. I would have been right. sad.
8: Like,
4: oh, that, that sucks, you yeah. know, because we know he does, he does worm his way into our hearts. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the gravitas of having Anya go, I mean.
2: But yes. what if they would have just because I, I I I really okay so I, I said at the top of this episode this episode has no <laughs> I have no problems with it I do have a problem with this I have a very very <laughs> big problem with it um I have a problem with seeing it like that and I think it would have even been more effective to have seen him like huddled somebody one of the potentials grabs him on the way out and then we see her body just like there
1: yeah um, yeah
2: I would yeah. have been think- more okay with that than how we how we
5: saw it I think the shooting it like the d-day in saving private ryan kind of Mm -hmm. moment like having it be so fast Mm If you don't get up here's the thing like i don't think it needed to be a moment i'm i again like i i'm I'm fully aware that like you could i'm if you the kill was done i think in the filmmaking point of view had there been any sort of like after care moment with Mm -hmm. that character other than At the very, very end when Xander is searching for her and can't even like see her, like doesn't recognize that her body is like kind of somewhere laying there. Um, Had there maybe been a moment of like, because again, this is early 2000s. You you can stylize that. You can slow the camera speed down and have a slow motion fall and the music gets all woozy yeah yeah um maybe that would have like felt better for people but i don't know i feel like from a creative standpoint there should be something that's upsetting and enraging it yeah.
2: didn't have and to I be Buffy, this yeah. though i just don't think it had to be this i feel like the episode <laughs> of being yeah. the series finale and <laughs> its end of its own like seeing buffy's face at the very end like that's gonna be emotionally upsetting right like i didn't need this to be yeah. part of that i just i don't know I'll take it or leave it i guess yeah
1: And I will say that I do unfortunately think Anya and Spike make the most sense. Mm -hmm. It is annoying that Spike then is brought back to life literally in the next season of Angel. And it totally undercuts this Mm -hmm. and annoys me. But if they had both, and it like makes it annoying that like, okay, then only the woman who died gets to stay dead. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about just this, I do think both of them make sense that like, you know, in, in End of Days, both of them, Spike says to Buffy, let's go be heroes. Anya gives that speech to Andrew about like why she's going to keep fighting, and I think these ex these ex evil demons who are now good and fighting on the good the side of good yeah. makes sense.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, it it does make sense, but I think with our twenty twenty two brains, we can right. also go. I could see where Emma Caulfield was like, I wish not to return to that (laughs) stuff.
2: Yes. Why she might have said that. Yeah. Um, Uh, I just said, now I'm thinking about fucking Anya. It's sad, man. You know, she (laughs) was the only one who was so excited about being human and like getting to experience things for the first time, really.
10: Yeah. yeah.
2: I wanted to see her go to a bagel shop or
1: something. (laughs) Zach, that's a very Anya thing to say about
5: Anya. (laughs) Uh. I know, I think that's like, but I think that's like kind of, I think that's the beautiful thing though. It's like, yeah, this is like the last human thing to really experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was more disappointed that she didn't come back really in the comics. um, Yeah. Because I think like it's a fucking supernatural show. Bring your back. Yeah. They
5: brought back fucking, what's his face? It's like a skinless man. (laughs) Yeah. Warren. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was like clearly dead <laughs> um
1: so then we yeah like so robin would get stabbed we see amanda fall and then we see buffy get stabbed and fall like very hard on the ground and then we I cut to commercial this is where i remember running into my mom's room we were both like so upset and so worried that buffy <laughs> was going to die um and we both were like very upset about anya i i Then we get a really good moment. And we're going to have a reading with Summer Bishel doing both the first as Buffy and Buffy.
18: Oh no. Ow. Mommy. This mortal wound is all itchy. You pulled a nice trick. You came pretty close to smacking me down. What more do you want? I want you to get out
1: of my face. And, like, fuck, that moment is so good. And the music that, like, I mean, we've said it a million times. The music is so good in this episode. But, like, that moment particularly when she's getting up and the, like, determination that uh, Sam Geller, yeah. like, has in her face.
2: Uh, I needed so a documentary good. about the making of this episode. I needed to right. see, like, Sarah's process and everything.
1: <laughs> I just. And, like, her swinging that scythe mm. and, like. Oh, it gives me the chills. Mm-hmm. Give Sarah Michelle a fucking Emmy for every goddamn season of Buffy. Like yeah. I just.
4: <laughs> right. And at the same time, um, Spike's doohickey starts yes. starts a burning.
2: Right, it's the power um, of Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These, these have always helped me out. She's sitting at her house just like, mm.
1: <laughs> why am I in this? Uh, <laughs> that's what she's saying. But yeah. so do we get his like thing goes off and then Faith's like, we all got to go. I, Kirsten, I want your thoughts on this Buffy spike scene because I love it.
3: Uh, You know, I love it too. I love his, I love the look on his face when he's like, I can feel my soul. It's really there, kind of stings. Like, it's funny, it's sweet, it's poignant. Um, Because, you know, he, after he got his soul back, there was so much turmoil and there was so much like, you know, manipulation from the first. And so then for him to have this moment of being like, oh, wow, it's really there. And, and he, you know, he's earned this moment and I love it. Um, I love this moment between them. I love and and I think it's really similar to her scene with Angel in that it does exactly what it should. Yeah. Um, when she says to Spike, I love you, and she's giving that to him as a gift, and he's saying essentially, No, you don't, but thanks for saying that. He's saying <sighs> he's basically telling us, like, I don't need that in order to do this for you. I don't yeah. need anything from you. I'm doing this because I love you and I want you to continue to exist. And I want the world to continue to exist. And so we finally have a Spike who is no longer doing things to try to make Buffy love him. He's no longer doing things with an ulterior motive. He is, he he has a soul, right? And it's such like, it's such a great moment. It's I love it. Um, I do have in my notes that um I'm super on my period right now, but all of these things are making me oh,
4: cry. Me too. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe this is why we're on our periods. Right. <laughs> it totally <laughs> started early. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to say, so from an acting perspective, hmm. the fact that Sarah Michelle Geller did not get an Emmy or an Emmy nomination for this episode, okay, and I'll right. tell you exactly why. Okay. In the moment where she says, I love you, despite As an actor, she has a number of choices, right? She could have done like the fierce, like eyes, like the I'm scared and frustrated and angry and like, I, I, you know, I love you. She could have done a whole bunch of things, but instead, she gives us these soft, wavery eyes that we know (laughs) she is not telling us and telling him the exact truth, but there's a grain of it there for her mm-hmm. she just we're just we're just not there mm-hmm. we're just not there with her and the way she those eyes those eyes in that line is fucking perfection um i'll see you guys
5: later now let's continue <laughs> listen, let's, no, let's listen, continue that yeah go adam listen, listen he <sighs> is who was nominated for mm. outstanding lead actress in a drama series that year mm. um each one of these people one of these people taking Sarah Michelle spot. So we've got Allison Janney, West Wing. Mm. Mark Helgenberger, CSI. Hmm. CSI. Jennifer, Gar- Jennifer Garner alias. Listen, we were starting to get into genre. That was like you're we starting mm. to pivot into that. Listen, that could have been that could have been that could have been good. Francis Conroy, six feet under. Mm-hmm. Uh, winner, Edie Falco, Carmela Soprano, The Sopranos. So, mm. you know, um, probably wouldn't have won, because I would have given it to Edie but i absolutely what? think i see vulnerability on this.
4: not place, even a screen actor skill
5: <laughs> <laughs> i,
2: I want to talk about that moment
5: i don't want to speak before all the facts here, but i believe upn lacked the
2: uh yeah. ability
5: to effectively financially campaign for mm-hmm. these son
1: sports. of a bee right. all- <laughs> stupid man. i want to say zach i know you want to talk about this more because i do too I cried just hearing you describe yeah, why yeah, it's good,
5: flashes
2: in my mind. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I basically have the TV on right now. <laughs> it's, I, but I do want to like go into that performance because I think like uh, this. Uh, every episode we should be talking about Sarah's performance. You know, it is. There's such a finality in the way she says it too that like it kind yes. of like is is weird that he's brought back because. It's like she's never going to see him again. There's a moment about, I think about this all the time when I've watched like dramas or anything like that. If there's ever a moment where somebody is not going to, and knows they're not going to see somebody ever again, like that's a heartbreaking like realization. And I think she mm-hmm. nails it so perfectly when you know, yeah. it's not this big moment where you start screaming and crying or anything. It's this moment where you have to just be. You have to be a little bit stoic, right? And she yeah. has to do that. And it's just the way you fucking described it. It was it was so perfect, and I yeah, fucking if you love watch her. It
4: back, If you watch it back, there's a little turn of her phrase when she says "I love you." It is not an "I love you." It doesn't go down. Yeah, it yeah. almost has a question mark at the end of it. It's so good. It's so subtle. But listen to it again. And you know what? I the way the look on
1: Spike's face. Fuck. When he says, like, no, you don't, but thanks for saying it. <laughs> Ugh, I'm going to cry. But, like, his acting choice, too, I think is really good. Because he looks so calm and so zen. And, mm-hmm. like, he he understands she's giving that to him as a gift. And he appreciates it. But, like, ultimately, and ultimately, it also leads leaves it up to us, right? Whether we think she is saying it. Because I I go back and forth here where I do. She loves him. I just don't know that she knows 100% what that means mm-hmm. whether it's romantically whether it's as like I i have love for you the same way I have love for Angel or whatever but i I, I like that it's not so final but it's still there and it still works and like fuck it did, the two of them and like even the visual of them holding hands and their hands catching on fire mm. i don't understand why it happens but i fucking love it yeah like, <laughs>
2: whoever came up with it is you know, a plus, right? plus 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 right. plus 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 Twin
8: yeah <laughs> it's just so good and
2: they they their chemistry in this scene is just off the charts i my mom mm. does not like buffy she does not watch buffy but i remember every time i would watch this finale and that scene would come on i'd look i always made sure to look over at her because i knew she was gonna <laughs> do this and she'd be crying i'd be like "Perfect, <laughs> perfect."
1: <laughs> like aha you do like buffy you want to watch so, the rest of the seasons with me <laughs> so we get um spike you know says he's got to stay he wants to see how it ends uh we see Which Faith. is also ra-
3: such a great line such yeah. a great line i yes. want to see how it ends yeah
1: especially as like a final line right
4: yep. right and he becomes the audience proxy right there too
1: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we, we we see faith running to the bus we we get, you know, that scene that we also we didn't love, which I hate of, like, Xander being, like, when Xander's yelling for Anya, I went, oh, like, I, like, get, like audibly made, like, a upset noise, because I hate that. And I almost think, whichever one of you said it, I it could have worked as, like, if we didn't see her get slashed, but she is dead. Mm. Um, but so we, you know, everyone's on the bus, Buffy's gotta run, we see Spike, I don't know if any of you remember this, but, like, they did announce Spike was gonna be on Angel Season 5 that week, and I remember being like, wait, he can't die. He's going to be on Angel. Oh, really? They ruined it for y'all like that? Yes. Oh, they they damn, did. Yes. man, it's, damn. Yeah,
5: it's so hard to, like, do this sort of, like, cast <laughs> That's <laughs> Halloween Kills marketing right, right there.
2: there.
1: Yeah, it was so weird. It was all like, right. they had the image of him and Angel together to ready to go as a promo, which, like, you didn't need to promo the season that early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why it almost feels like WB did it to be like hey, fuck you UPN yeah um, <laughs> because I can remember like crying but then being like confused when he turns to like ash when he starts to like fall apart because I knew he was gonna be on angel. um so it is annoying that it undercuts it and I do think, I love Angel Season 5, and I love Spike on Angel Season 5. He makes it way better. They have a great dynamic in that season. I do think it undercuts his heroic sacrifice. What do you guys think?
5: Yeah, I mean, 100%. Yeah. He just comes back. <laughs> yeah. Like-
4: From a narrative narrative perspective, of course. From a fan perspective, I don't care. Yeah,
5: (laughs) Yeah. there's just some things you just
2: don't give a (laughs) shit. I mean, that's
5: the thing. I mean, it does kind of foreshadow, like you know, you know, where where you know, Joss goes from here into you know, Avengers and you know, Marvel comics and all that. Because it's a very comics thing, especially it's very X Men thing to just be like, like no one is dead. Yeah. Yeah, ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think about that a lot with like. Anytime I'm reading, I remember there was, like, uh, when I was consistently reading comics, I had missed, uh, like, two months. And in those two months, Thor had died and already come back to life. <laughs> and being like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, and that's kind of how comics always are, so right, whatever. Like, how many, like,
5: Cyclops deaths? Yeah. Right, yeah.
4: You know what else is dead here? The CGI budget. Because the scenes... Where Buffy is running oh, across the building, oh yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, and
2: she looks back at a green screen mostly, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> but but this we, this can be a show that they go back and like fix at some point, right? And like like make it, but like but like don't yeah. do it the way they they did the remaster back then, you know. Just like somebody who loves the show, go in <laughs> and yeah. do something because it's possible. Ooh,
5: yeah, but the, oh, I will can- <laughs> say
4: that the the totally. bus stuff, like sliding around on the bus when it t- when it does that hard stuff, like. Uh, Fast and Furious stuff. Yeah. That's pretty fun.
5: Fucking cool, yeah. man. Listen, I was gonna say this is where my blood really gets going on yeah. this. Like, anytime I think I don't, know, I feel like I. My thing with Buffy is that, like, when she's fully isolated, that's when I'm kind of. It's weird. It's when I'm most sort of like attached to like her as a character because it's it's very frequently like yeah you know, she's kind of buttressed by everybody. But I think this moment where she's really, really like on her own kind of like everyone else is sort of safe. And then she's, and then she's got this one last bit. Like, this is where I kind of really get pumped.
9: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And I, I do, I, the CGI is terrible, but I do love seeing her. It's cool. Right. We hadn't gotten that big of stuff. Like we hadn't gotten a scope like this. And I remember when it cuts to the town being like, wait, what? Like, Seeing the, this like above shot of Sunnydale collapsing mm-hmm. um, definitely wasn't something we had ever gotten before.
2: And the CGI didn't take anybody out of it, right? Like it shouldn't take you out of it. You should still be like we'd already seen. Oh, you know I
1: mean, it was two thousand three that was <laughs> fantastic for right? us. Yeah. yeah, back then it wasn't bad. That's some
2: UPN <laughs> money right there. Uh, it's it's she's just like you know, and I love everybody on the bus. That nobody's really like. It's almost like nobody's concerned for her because. They know. they know she's capable. She's capable. Yes. She's going to meet them on the other end. Don has that concern, and she yeah. can carry enough of it for everybody.
5: Yeah. Right? that's like- why no one was concerned when they kicked her out of her own house. Uh, <laughs> they were like, they "Oh, they yeah, just I don't know. give a shit about her," right? No, <laughs> <Where are they laughs> right? I think they were like, they were like, "Listen, get out." <laughs> Did They're you know, like, know that's be-
4: where Airbnb started? Right.
5: Yeah,
4: Buffy yeah. <laughs> created that after that.
5: <laughs> no, it's true. It's like when, it's like when you like you, when you like bully a hot person. You're just like they're fine. They'll be fine. Don't
2: worry. <laughs> bully a hot person. <laughs> <laughs> so I like,
5: like think Liz Lemon is revealed to be like the worst bully for like everyone in her
9: old class. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So the bus does do its like turn, and I I, I know that the final shot is very good, but fuck the the scene of Buffy jumping off the bus and like it makes me emotional like her looking literally looking at the road ahead of her and like her like being pretty zen about it like makes me so happy like she Mm -hmm. that's what buffy deserves right? right like i i just i don't know i think Kirsten, what do you think about that
3: i mean i like i like all the moments in this i like you seeing you know Slayers taking care of each other. I, I like Robin's fake out death moment. I like that um, when Xander asks Andrew about what happened to Anya, and Andrew yeah. straight up lies.
7: Yeah, he yeah.
3: He says she died saving me. She didn't.
7: Yeah, But yeah.
3: I, I like that he lies about it. I like yeah. that he like. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna give her that, and then, you know, when Xander says, "That's my girl," always doing the stupid thing. Like, uh-huh. it's such a sweet moment. Um, and then I do like that they've established that there's enough wounded people on the bus that it makes sense for us only to have our core heroes standing at the end, like standing at the end of the world, basically. Well, like people
2: need a breather also like, even yeah. if they weren't injured, just sit your asses on the yeah. bus. So we'll give you a juice box and some goldfish.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and that little comedy moment of the sign with the squeak. Yes. squeak.
5: Yeah.
7: yeah.
5: Yes. <laughs> I- and I just, I'm such a fan of like, of, uh, child says there's another one in Cleveland. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, oh,
3: but but I think for me, I mean the last shot of this this show I think is absolutely perfect. It makes me cry. It's astonishing. But when when they say we saved the world and then they say we changed the world. That for me yeah, is so powerful because they've saved the world, you know, right. six times. Like we've <laughs> saved the world a whole bunch of times. That's nothing new for them. But when they acknowledge like, no, we've changed the world and the way they've changed it is by changing the rules that are governing these young women and by changing the rules that made Buffy alone, that made Buffy the only one that could do this. And like that for me is so powerful and it's such an incredible ending and like it makes up for all of the flaws and weaknesses in season seven that I have issues with like that right there. Yeah, the
2: mark of a great finale, right? It's like they have left a legacy that if they ever did need to bring it back, they don't have to fabricate anything. There's story there. There's there is somewhere to move because they did change the world, and like this is it's it's completely different now, you know. And like you you really got to think of the scope of that, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like. Uh, Kirsten, you you've made me tear up twice with your descriptions <laughs> of scenes that I have lost.
2: It's Kirsten and Dana painting pictures that are making everybody yeah. misty eyed. Everybody,
5: yeah. Yeah. We're just, um, we're
3: just sharing our period emotions. With you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: this is where this is where like I'm sitting here like uh, Jerry Seinfeld in the diner, just start wiping my mouth with the same napkin that everyone's <laughs> blowing. <laughs> Adam,
1: but like so, uh, I don't know. I I can remember. I, I'm watching this and being so happy that Buffy got a happy ending because I was very afraid she wasn't going to mm-hmm. um, and you know the fact that she doesn't even say anything but like you know when Giles asks like who did this and she says Spike but that's it she's just kind of like yeah. she feels relieved and we feel that from her that she's like I did it I fucking mm-hmm. did it Like,
4: mm-hmm. but she's also not alone in the world anymore no, yes. she doesn't yeah. have to carry the burden of being the Slayer Because now she has an army of slayers Yeah And that's why she fucking smiles Like I mean all this destruction in her wake But now the world is Has
19: changed
7: Yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I needed needed
2: a whole fucking episode Right after this of them going to a motel And like figuring (laughs) out their next move here What are they gonna do They need to be at a diner They need food You know (laughs) her an angel a call to
1: let him know what was up.
2: Like. Oh, I don't give him a call, I just let him think we died.
5: <laughs> I thought it would have been really funny if like at the very like end like they just they were like just just on the outskirts of town. Like the the school bus just like busted, maybe one flat tire, flat, flat, flat. They roll up, and there's like a motel right there, and like Clem comes running out, being like, "You did it! <laughs> Gosh,
2: that would have been that would have been a good setup in season seven too. Is what if like Clem opened a motel with like a little diner bar attached you on the outskirts of town and? They like visited that in season seven. Oh, Adam, you're making me angry.
5: Yes. Yeah, so he's like, he's, you know, he's he's trying to run a B and uh you know bed and breakfast and 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 uh you know there's just some normies coming in there and he's like you know he's like oh I hope you like cat and they're like what and they're like well, never mind yeah. God
1: um <sighs>
2: I'm not ready. I'm not ready to be done here. Right I'm not, right. I'm over I'm overwhelmed. This is like my log, our longest Slayer fest
1: recording. This know? is not nice. even my
2: fucking podcast EM. <laughs> <laughs> and
4: we still haven't discussed our favorite <laughs> <open>, outfit. <know? laughs> uh,
1: and now, with a fashion roundup of the Buffy finale, chosen, I have uh, Buffy costume designer Matt Van Dyne. Hello, Matt. Well, hi. Hi, everybody. And we really are rounding this up, aren't we? I, I know. We're at, can you, but Matt, holy shit. Let me tell you, <laughs> I want everyone to know how patient, how kind Matt has been with his time this entire fucking season. <laughs> you have been so gracious, and I really appreciate it.
19: Oh, my goodness. And all and all those bleepable words. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, of course, I've loved every minute of it. I really have.
1: You you've just been so gracious with your time and like doing all this with me. I really appreciate it. And it's been well, nice. You're
19: welcome. I tr- I tried to research and come up with as much as I could to um enhance mm. the experience, I guess, you know, for all the fans. i h I've done I've really tried to do my best. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope I I just hope I don't want uh well my goal is to never disappoint. So <laughs> you know I've got one more to go. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> so I have to tell everyone I we you and I have probably mentioned this in our recordings before but I need to tell everyone that one of my prized Buffy possessions is when Matt and I started becoming closer you sent me a swatch from the jacket mm. you designed That's for true. Sarah That's and I true. still
19: have it up in my room with my Buffy memorabilia yep <laughs> and you believe I have these things I mean I can't believe that I have a lot of what I do it is what I have yeah from 20 some years ago <laughs> yeah. I mean today I found the uh, crew call sheet for the very or almost the last. I guess it was when we were shooting out of town, doing all the the, the stuff with the bus and the high school. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I found hmm. that call sheet, but I couldn't That's believe I still had
1: that. Was that the last scene they filmed, or no?
19: It wasn't. As a, as I w- well, I don't think so because then I go back to I think they call it. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done this. Uh, <laughs> it looks to me as if we were shooting back on the sound stages, wrapping up on, which days? April the 16th and 17th. Hmm. And those were after uh, the, um, the location shoot. Okay. So I'm, th- I'm thinking the location shoot was on a, was that on a Thursday or Friday? Friday, probably Thursday and Friday. And then we came back to the studios on Monday and Tuesday. But I think Easter fell in between. I remember something about... Okay. uh, But But yeah, I mean, this is... uh, Yeah, Sarah's jacket. That is uh, a big uh, factor in this final episode, isn't it? I mean, as it turns out. I mean,
1: Matt, you did this... The outfits in this episode, I feel like you did such justice to these characters, knowing it was like their last time out. Everyone looks... Especially the women look fantastic.
19: Oh, oh, that's so humbling. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, really, I really do appreciate it. And I, My uh, thanks always goes out to the fans for showing their appreciation. And I'm so grateful <laughs> that people are still appreciating the work all of these years later. Yeah. And when I do screen the episode, which I did uh, earlier this week, mm. uh, as I, I think I said before to you, it's always a surprise. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't keep it in the forefront of my mind, but when mm-hmm. I go back and look at it, which it had been quite a while since I had looked at it, I, w- I was, uh, I was, uh, happy with it. I thought, uh, because I, I've seen still photos from the right. episode right. and I don't think they do it justice really. I think the you know, what we see in the episode is, you know, live action. I mean, it does. It does play well, and I, I'm just thrilled that uh, I got to be a part of it. And uh, you know, it means a lot to me that uh, everybody has reached out and let me know that you know they've appreciated the work. Matt, you are you are so sweet. <laughs> well, it's it's true, and and I and and I I want to you know throw some of that praise that comes to me to my crew and uh, the people that. Uh, the department that I had that made this all come together uh, because it was huge. Uh, Looking at the show, I was like, wow, this is a really big episode. And it, it took a lot of preparation. Uh, I was looking back. I, I was given uh, um, kind of a dry run of what was coming about March the 7th of that year. And I don't think we started shooting that episode to the end of March it was so i had a few weeks you know a couple weeks to Mm. uh kind of look ahead and but you know like uh making all of the vampire costumes uh that was in the works for uh many weeks prior to even the first of march and and i found something that was kind of interesting that we handed out i had extra help coming in that day to dress all of the we called them the uber vamps yeah (laughs) We, But I had a lot of extra help coming in, and I actually had two friends. Well, they're friends now, but I didn't really know them that well. It was somebody who had reached out to me, a friend of mine, who said, I have two friends who are the biggest Buffy fans. How could they you know, possibly even visit the set or do this or that? Mm-hmm. And I think it was my uh, cutter fitter Shirley who came up with the idea. She said, "Well, we're going to need a lot of help dressing these people, and just don't <laughs> say anything to the union, but we'll just do it, you know, in our <laughs> offices." So they never went out on the stages. But I had some friends come in, and they got to help dress these Uber vamps. Oh, that's cool! And we, ha- I had a, a a sheet printed up about uh, how to dress them, mm. so they had like a guide how to to apply the different layers of the costume. But I also have a a guide to how to make these costumes. And it was really kind of interesting because, you know, every layer of the costume, of which I think there was, I would say four because there was a bodysuit underneath that we made. And then there was uh, uh, the lower layer, the middle layer, and the top layer going from the feet to the head and as we would apply those we would paint at least three layers of paint on all of that leather but before we even did that <laughs> uh, the bodysuits were all dyed i think at least twice but it, and then every piece of leather that was added to the leather it would be like leather lacings leather straps leather this that whatever you know whatever that was all painted as well separately we added real bones to to the (laughs) to the uber vamps and those were tea dyed in tea to age them and -hmm. they would be dyed overnight and then you know we would add you know certain uh holes uh drill holes into those so we could sew them on to the costume so it was it was it was labor intensive let me tell you you. so (laughs) coming up with that yeah and then just making leggings and that was a whole separate thing for, uh, the Uber vans, you know, just that they had those, uh, different layers underneath, but yeah, it was, it was quite a, uh, you know, a, a project because even though there was a lot of CGI, there were still, you know, many, right. many, a- actors, you know, yeah. th- you know, actually there in the scenes. And, uh, and then, you know, on top of that, all of the, the fighters, the potentials who were, you know, in the scene to fight them. So, all of those people had to be, you know, uh, dressed and doubled and tripled, you know, for, you know, the fights and the blood, and you know, there was a lot going on in the, you know, in the fight. So, you know, we had to be prepared for that as well. And then, as you said, dressing the principles on top of it. Well, that's just the icing on the cake, you know, to make everything resonate as I hoped it would with the fans. Because yeah. uh, in that episode my concept was that the character Buffy was the light in all of this hopeless Mm. darkness Mm. and that uh, is how I perceive her look and I wanted her to stand out like that in the episode which I think ultimately she does yes Uh, because everything around her is more in muted tones except for Willow Who Mm -hmm. also does the uh, you know brings the light to the
1: yeah like literally uh, yeah
19: (laughs) yeah yeah literally to to the uh, the story but yeah I mean there are so many stories about this episode I I remember quite a bit about it. David brought in two shirts that were his favorites to wear in the episode. Two they were I think we had choices, but I chose that shirt. It's like a grayish kind of sheer fabric shirt and we i think we made the stunt double of it as i would call okay. it. well the story goes that <laughs> my one set costumer uh, i don't know what she was thinking but she put the wrong shirt on the stunt double she put the hero we call it the hero shirt oh, on the stunt double and then he slides on the floor well that's going to rip that shirt right <laughs> so we made good on it though we fixed everything, but. But that, I remember I couldn't believe that you know that mistake had been made. It was so obvious which was a stunt and which wasn't. And I won't tell you which costumer did that. But, <laughs> but yeah, there were there, there were so many things in the episode that I remember. I remember Michelle Trachtenberg begging me to to wear Mark Jacobs, <laughs> which was that she loved Mark Jacobs. And uh, you know, so we came up with that zippered top that she's wearing, that I think she wears with some faded jeans, as I recall.
7: They're but, like dark, um, yeah,
19: yeah, they are. Right, I thought so. So you know, whose whose clothes I think cost the most in that oh. episode were Anya's. Oh, really? Yes, because I put uh, Richard Tyler, who's a, a prominent designer at the time, on her Richard Tyler jacket, and. Mm rebecca taylor pants and a richard tyler fuchsia top underneath but you know she got pretty messed up in that yeah yeah (laughs) you know as it turned out poor anya you know bites the dust in this episode and And
1: i love that jacket on her matt i think it looks
19: fantastic well thank you thank you and but you know i'm going to share an interesting thing about the jacket that sarah wears okay hit me so (laughs) When I was looking at my notes and, you know, I purchased the fabric and I worked, you know, with Sarah, you know, to come up with the design, but, you know, I chose the, the suede's and all that, you know, that we ultimately used. Yeah. And when I went to this, uh, leather house here in LA, which still exists, I think the name of it is Caudell's. I believe it's the name of it. That suede at First, it kind of rocked me when I looked at the price. What I paid for that suede to make okay. the jacket, mind you, I had to make. You know, you have to, the way you pick out suede is. You have them lay out the skins, several skins there, because it's real skin, you know. So, and you have to find which ones have the least defects in them because they're not man-made. This was the real thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in choosing that, you know, picking out the best choices, I have my receipt for what the jacket cost and or the the suede pieces cost. And at first, it kind of and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Well, we know the number six six six, you know, in Biblical prophecy, right. and all of that. Well, the price of this this ended up being six hundred and sixty six dollars <laughs> and fifty cents, and I thought, isn't it interesting that in the fight of good versus evil, right, that that jacket, which is so prominent in the episode and has come to represent, you know, the good overpowering evil, yeah, that that's the price that's funny <laughs> yeah but that's the number i know a, it, it kind of rocked me i hadn't even really realized that until recently oh really uh, yeah no i didn't i didn't know that hmm. and i looked at that i found the receipt and i went oh my goodness wow how about that
1: <laughs> especially especially since the, the first is kind of like a metaphor for the devil oh, right yes yes the hell
19: yeah. i mean Colorado. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: but also i'm curious matt how did you what what made you i know you said you were looking to make her more the light in the darkness Uh Uh um and you you did say sarah was a little bit like had was involved with like picking out i mean
19: you know about you know kind of like you know she had input. I'll put it that yeah. way, you know, as to, as to what you know how she saw it. and then and then, you know, I just take you know my interpretations and hers and I take that to a drawing board and then I sit and sketch and come up with a look, you know, something that I think that you know is right for the episode, right for yeah, the character, yeah. right for. The actress, something that kind of puts a ribbon on everything at the end, you know. That was that was kind of the, you know, the impetus to come up with uh, something like that. But yeah, uh, just what I like about it and what I thought was interesting was the dichotomy of the softness of somebody mm-hmm. with Sarah's look the blonde, yeah. you know, the beautiful fair-skinned girl. Mm. And then this, you know, the muted blue jeans, the white lacy shirt, you know, lace to fight a battle <laughs> and pink with like little eyelet cutouts. I mean, it's the antithesis of going in with the bombardier jacket or whatever. Yeah, know? yeah. That's, that was why I did that and I've never really voiced that before but that's why I did it. I yeah. wanted it to be the opposite because you know, the opposites are much more interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that is yeah. interesting, Matt. I yeah. how many do, did you have to do a lot of different sketches before you landed on this one?
19: No, I, not much, no. no. I just I, I just kind of know. I mean, you know, just There wasn't a whole lot of time to really belabor that, you know, so and that's kind of how I work. I mean, I'm not I'm not a person who brings in a thousand different ideas or even 10 or 15. I think, as I said, you know, like earlier, talking about David's shirt, bring it down to two two things, you know, and I'll (laughs) say, you know, this versus this, you know. Because I think that confuses a lot of people when you're working collaboratively, co- collaboratively <laughs> like that. Because it's like it, I don't know. I, I don't find order in that kind of chaos. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I have always had pretty much a specific idea, and you know that idea sometimes may come out to not be what somebody wants, but uh, you know. But I'll I'll defend it. <laughs> 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 to, to the last breath but the, in this case i didn't have to because it worked you know yeah. when you have everybody else you know in kind of uh, in battle fatigue looking you know you know to have her just be the opposite is just I, I to me that's gold i just i just thought well that that's the way to go
1: you know that's that's i i love that you like kind of knew you were just like yeah this is what i want to do and yeah,
19: yeah yeah no I, yeah i, I just kind of know
1: Huh. You know, I, I was going to ask you how you felt about the finale because I do really love it. I think it's a very, I don't think a lot of shows land a finale so well, don't, but I do, do think. They? I
19: know. Most don't, I don't think. Yeah. But yeah, this show I thought had a, a really nice finale. And I love that close up on Sarah at the end and just Ugh. the little. Makes me cry every time. Yeah, that little lift of the the, the mouth to the side, smiling.
1: You know, and, and we, we talked about that.
19: Did you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It just like Buffy deserved a happy ending, yes, yes, and but it's not beating you over the head with a happy ending, but it is oh,
19: and didn't she play it well?, Ugh.
1: I mean Sarah she she Sarah always it well. nails it, but she really nails it here she with always life. nails it so i I really like the way, even Kennedy, I really like yeah. that top you give her that has the little like I don't know the what ball- you would call them
19: right, the little tassels or something the oh the 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 olive color, yes, oh, yeah. I, actually, I found that top in my notes, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, oh, yeah. I, I, thank you, Ian. That is such a compliment because <laughs> when I was watching it, I, I didn't remember that. And I oh, saw really? that and I went, oh God. I love that detail. That was a great detail. Yeah, 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 that's a great detail.
1: Yeah, and it works so well for when she becomes a Slayer and she like lifts her head up and her hair and little yeah, like tassels yeah, well, thank like go you. up. Yeah. yeah,
19: thank you for that. Thank <laughs>
1: you. And the color looks good with her skin tone too. It
19: does, doesn't it? Yeah, and I even liked her in the white little rib top. It had the ribbing on it. That's what I like—the texture of it. I saw that Kennedy. <laughs> I'm thinking with the black suspenders. Um, I do like I, that outfit too. Yeah. Yeah, and I I looked and I. When they zoomed in, I went, oh God, I love that detail, the ribbing on it. There's texture, you know, which I love texture on the screen too. So, Wait, so and you also you
1: also made Willow
19: very light too. Um. Yes, yes. Well, uh, interestingly enough, the first jacket I found I found that was a. Uh, okay. I, I found that at Saks the Bathroom. That's where that came from. But, uh, but then later, yes, the, the light, you yeah. know, the, I, I'm going to give a shout out to my shopper Lorna because she and I work together on coming up with something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's special. It looks yeah. special and it's a special moment. So.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, I got, I cry so much in this episode, but when she gets her moment and that top really helps with like oh, the, white and the
19: white hair, the white hair. Yeah. God bless the hairdressers. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the makeup people. I mean, really, and like I said, it's a collaborative industry. Yeah, and uh, you know one thing that stood out for me in this episode, and I may have told this before, and I apologize, but uh, when uh, Eliza wears the red tank top in, uh-huh. in the scene, I remember that day specifically where she, she and DB Woodside are, you know, uh, with the filing cabinets and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember going to the set that day, and she was wanting to change out of her outfit and into something different and I and I said, well, okay, I said, we have, you know I'm not gonna you know make you do, wear anything that you're uncomfortable in. And she goes, well, I'm not uncomfortable in it I just to, you know uh, you know and I said, well, let me tell you something. I said, when I set up an episode, I, I do with the whole arc of the episode. so I know mm-hmm. who's wearing what in each segment of the story I said, and you're the only one I have dressed in this bright red, in this you know to make a statement at this time at this point in the in the episode so i said but if you want to change out of it i said that's fine that mean she and she she changed her mind because because it was to make her the focal point at that point in the episode yeah. you know that was yeah. that was part of the the idea behind the colors and everything so but i remember specifically talking with her in front of those filing cabinets. So I remember that. Yeah. There it is. You know, I like, can see it on the screen. Well, I do remember correctly. There were filing cabinets there.
1: I got to ask you, though. Uh, I mean, I feel like I know the answer, but what's your okay. favorite outfit that you put? What's your favorite outfit from the finale that you did?
19: <laughs> I guess I always feel I have to say. Uh, well, Sarah's. You know? Yeah. About the
1: outfit, yeah, yeah. Is that the is that is that jacket the only thing that you like built for one of the main cast members for that? Well, of course, we built all the, the Uber. Right. There. Yeah. Yeah.
19: Yeah. So I would say that Sarah's outfit is probably my favorite. I mean, all. it is pretty damn iconic, Matt. <laughs> well, as it turned out, you know, it has to be because. You know, that was um, the one that resonates so much with the fans. And, and, you know, and and I love Willow's outfit. I love that outfit too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I loved her, her jacket, you know, like I said, with the, I think it's a corduroy skirt. I think she's wearing brown corduroy. Yeah. I I wasn't sure what that that. was made of. Yeah. I think that's what that is. What what a thrill to, to dress (laughs) these beautiful actors, male and female. Yeah. You know, Uh, you know, Nick and uh, James and, and Tom and and yeah. dv and you know actors i don't talk enough about the boys probably but you know they were they were instrumental in this too you know just what a thrill to have these wonderful people where you know our creations or my creations yeah. i guess you know so um <clears throat> but yeah no it was I, I i thought it was a great experience and i'm uh, glad like i said that everybody seems to still appreciate it That's yeah really, yeah really- well
1: matt Thank you so much! I cannot believe we did this many well, episodes together. I want to thank together.
19: you, Ian, for being so good at what you do. Oh, thank Matt. you so much! Thank you so so much. You made it a pleasure. You're so professional, and you know what questions to ask. You know how to ask them, and you're just you're just sensational. So thank I'm you. Just- I- you're making me cry jesus everyone's making me cry everyone's been so nice (laughs) about this you've been so so good to me and certainly so good to the the people who love the show so much so you know i appreciate i I know the other people that i worked with on the show that you've spoken with i know they feel likewise about you so
1: thanks i i i really appreciate That's really nice to hear and i appreciate that um Yes, I cannot thank you enough. This has been really delightful. Like you know, uh, I'll tell everyone. You know, sometimes we'll record two or three at once. Oh yes, we did. That's true. This you just were been... always on. You always knew exactly. You <laughs> came prepared. Yeah, well, I try. I, I just you know it's and it's been really we. Geez, we've been doing this. I think I took two different breaks, so it's been like. We start, uh, I think we started season seven, before, yeah, definitely before the we, pandemic, Well, you right?
19: interviewed me initially for season seven in November right. of 2020. Oof, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we've been doing it since then.
1: Yeah, yeah, geez. Oof.
19: Yeah, early. I think it was early November. Yeah. So I
1: think it was that was the yeah. like, holidays
19: before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the pandemic. And then we kind of blew through that. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, that, uh,
1: that's right. Uh. It has been a delight. And I'm so going to bother oh. you to see if there's stuff you're willing to let me share. Oh, um. well, of course. <laughs> of course.
19: Well, you know, God bless to all the fans, and, and uh, stay safe and healthy, and you know, stay tuned. <laughs> so, all right, Matt, I will be
1: talking to you later, I'm sure.
19: <laughs> oh, I hope so. I'm take sure care, Matt. Will. Okay, you take care too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All
5: right. Favorite outfit, Adam. Favorite outfit. Um, you know, I would say, you know, I just, I think, I think Buffy's final outfit I really can't you know BB here yeah. i think it's it was practical um you know it was it was it was nice I'm just getting it was it's it's Dawn's chunky shoes as she walked
1: through <laughs> Uh Dana what's your favorite outfit?
4: No i love a chunkly, chunky chunky people <laughs> costume jewelry so i almost went a spike but i'm going to say Faith's red tank top yeah. black yeah. jean or black right. pants. Um, and then the uh, rivet belt because I had that exact same outfit that I wore to the gay bars in um, <laughs> in the early 2000s.
5: Well, um, she is the only one of, the, of those – like between Buffy and Faith, you can tell Faith has not changed her sort of look since season three where Buffy has sort of evolved. You can tell, oh, she's going to be wearing that shit until she's like
1: – I was just about to say, and I'm 50s, still wearing yeah. – I'm still wearing that to the gay (laughs) bar in 2022. (laughs) Um, Kirsten, favorite outfit?
3: I will be honest. um, I do not remember a single outfit from this entire episode. (laughs) Really? I was too busy looking at all of their beloved faces. Fair. Um, Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I genuinely don't remember
2: a single outfit. (laughs) Uh, Zachary? Okay. Okay. Um, Uh Uh-oh. It's Buffy's. It's Buffy's. It just doesn't... Like, the way it she's got a final girl outfit here right like she's yeah. got her pants move perfectly when she's running her hair goes really well with her outfit the the little bit of blood that's kind of dripping from her shirt at by the yeah. end it just all fits together so perfectly and and it doesn't matter. She's running around in heels. It doesn't matter. There's no, the <laughs> practicality of it doesn't even matter. It's just like all fits her. The image for me is for the episode It's not even the final image. It's her jumping from building to building as the town's yeah. going down and then her jumping onto the
5: school bus and her outfit and looks flawless in that. But yeah. it's not too dated either. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. oh, whoa, whoa, that did not, that's, that's right. definitely but that she's, era. Yeah. Like-
4: she's got a cat whisker jean. And I'm just noticing it now, which was very popular in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't. What is that? What's a
1: cat whisker jean? I don't know what so that. means. So it's like
4: the it's like the the bleaching on the jean, kind oh, of like right. in, yeah.
1: I I yes, I remember all of my friends wearing those back in the, yes. <laughs> um, so I think yeah, Buffy's outfit is my favorite. I it's not. It just I, I think you're right, Zach. It's a very final girl outfit, and it even looks like when she's jumping with like the jacket part like flying in the air like it works really well it blows yeah. really well um and it even looks good at the end when like you said she's got a little bit of blood and like the beige is a little bit more dirtied um which makes sense i mean like y'all said in the beginning with buffy they're not going to splatter blood on her they're not going to have them all looking super dirty for this final scene they like do a little bit
2: of distress. I do think, like costume designer, did fantastic on this fucking episode because everybody has a little bit of a moment. Uh, just about mm-hmm. everybody, you know. Willow's sheer top is is pretty iconic itself. You know, like yes. that's really good. Also, Kennedy's shirt is super standoutish to me. Uh, yeah, Dawn looks fabulous. You know, yes. even Xander. That plaid is the perfect plaid for Xander in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: That dumpy look is perfect for him. I
1: was gonna say my my like seconds are Willow and Anya's outfits would be my second favorites because I think like they're pretty iconic looks for them. Um, all right, favorite outfit uh, editor Ashley who has been here the whole time. Ashley, what's your favorite outfit?
8: For me, it's Buffy, but it's not her final outfit. It's when she's giving the "Are you ready to be strong?" Mm -hmm. That is a cute top. It is. I love the top. Her hair looks good. I like seven times during that scene when I rewatched it last night, I was like, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. She looks so pretty in this scene. She looks so pretty. And I was like, this is, that's definitely my favorite. Outfit. All
5: right. All right. Uh, favorite scene, Adam. Okay. So I think probably a favorite moment. I, I do love kind of her sprinting away. YcG aside, like I, I, that's, I think like, that's kind of the, the part of the episode that will like, if you, if you mention the finale, that's the moment. I
8: think. Uh, Ashley. My favorite scene. Um, you know, honorable mention to the speech and all the girls getting their power but for me it is when after she's been stabbed when she says get out of my face and she stands back up and the mm-hmm. music swells and rona tosses her <laughs> the sight and then she like knocks all of those uber vamps off the cliff and that for me was the moment the first time that i watched it that i knew like 100 without a doubt like we're making it through this like for sure mm. they're done for like this Ashley, now you're so. gonna make me cry. Fuck. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> favorite scene, Kirsten.
3: Uh, the final shot when she's surrounded by her friends and her family, and they're all kind of chattering and and looking over the ruins of of this home that she's fought for, that has tried to kill her so many times. Mm-hmm. And then the camera just gets closer and closer to her face, and it's not it's not this like joyful triumphant smile. It's right. just this little hopeful. Okay. Yeah. Okay, smile. And like, oh,
12: I love it. it I love
1: it. It really is like Sam Rashad God, she's so good. But she really like, I felt like she knew like Buffy wouldn't be like joyous. Like, yeah. Like oh. she would be like a quiet, like, ah, huh, right. Yeah. And that's yeah. like her character. Um, it's
11: perfect.
2: Zach? Uh, I don't know if I can pick a favorite scene for this one. I think it's just <laughs> my favorite. It, it is just my favorite episode. This is the episode that makes me the most powerful, you know, so I'll just, I'll have to go with the whole episode.
1: All right, that's fair. I, you know, Zach, I love this reversal because I'm always a super emotional
2: one, especially my bloody Y'all are killing me because I am, like, fucking bawling talking about it. (laughs) Aha!
1: Take that, Zach! Oh my god.
4: (laughs) Um, Dana, did I call on you? Yeah, I can't remember. Favorite scene? You did not, you did not. So it's not really so much a scene as a moment, and it's when all the girls who are not Part of the Slayerettes mm. um, start to get their power. Mm. Mm. When that little girl with the baseball bat—oh
1: yeah—goes
4: up to, she pulls her she and swings her bat back with all the confidence in the world and gets that sly smile on her face. It just it it makes me so happy for all of the the fans who watch this that see themselves as a part of this fandom and how important the show has been. I know it doesn't like make a lot of sense, but I just, I get like such warm fandom feelings uh, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, God, did I call on everyone? Now I can't remember <laughs> if I called on everyone. Ian, it's your turn. Okay. My turn. Great. Ian, what's your favorite scene? Um, I, I, It's a tie for me. The, my two favorite moments are exactly what Ashley mentioned. Like the, the Sarah Michelle Gellar's delivery of get out of my face. And then, like that, like you said, the way she catches that sight, then just fucking knocks those Uber Vamps over. Ooh, Chef's kiss, perfect. But also the the speech for me, I like Dana mentioned, like seeing all the girls. Like I do love that. I do love the the one girl who catches the hand of like her father or whatever that's going to hit her. Yes, like yeah. shit, that is that is good. That is empowering. That makes me feel like I can do anything. Um, yeah, and it's like very weird for a finale that is the final episode of my favorite show to make me like feel good. Right. Like I still cried and I'm still so emotional about it, but it makes me feel good. And that doesn't often happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And this does a good job of doing that. Uh, What grade do you give it? uh, Kirsten?
8: A. Zach. A plus. Yeah. Ashley. A plus 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 seven pluses for seven
10: seasons. Thank
5: you, I love the finale. Adam, um, you know B? No, I was gonna A. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so wait, wait, are you an A? I'm an A, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Scare uh, everybody for a moment. Uh, <laughs> the way you all are going on, come on.
4: The way you F words are going on. Dana, what grade That's do you point. give it? And finally, the grade I never got in high school. A plus,
1: wow. yeah, dang, yeah. Um, and I am exactly the same. A plus. Um, <laughs> I I just like I I understand the flaws of season seven. I really do. I talked about them a lot this season. But like, fuck, this season lands the finale so mm-hmm. well that like mm-hmm. I I don't know many shows that land an ending as well as Buffy did. Um, and like shows that I love, like I love the Lost finale. I think Lost and Buffy have two of the best finales. I. But I there's other shows that like I love I love to death, but like like Veronica Mars. If you asked me mm-hmm. about that the first season finale in season three, I think that's pretty crappy. And then the next season finale in the Hulu revival is awful. Um i still trying
4: to figure out their season finale. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like and like, but that's a show that I love. Um and I don't I I'm just used to season finales not quite making the landing. And I I just think even the little the little issues we had, it just lands, right? Like it really does. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you all so much. This is wild that we are done, Buffy. Um, I, I can't thank I all of you I got one thing enough.
2: to say. I want to say something before you end it. All okay. right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. You know, I was a kid when I started watching this. And so when, you know. That young like. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Buffy felt like she was just mine, like she was mm-hmm. mine. I felt this very strong bond with her more than any character had ever felt before. And then when I got older, I found this whole community of people from like all different walks of life who love her as much as I do. And, you know, we're a community who will forever be bonded by, you know, because we, we understand like the cookie dough speech. We understand right. what that means. We understand the lessons that Buffy has given us and to, continues to give us throughout life about love, hope, perseverance, vulnerability, strength. You know, she is 25 years now, right? She arrived in Sunnydale 25 years ago and hasn't left her heart since. Mm. Uh, And there's one thing that brings all of us together as Buffy fans, and that is Buffy Summers is our hero. I love her with all my heart. And child Zach would be through the roof that he gets to talk about Buffy, the vampire slayer with a bunch of people.
4: Zach, mm-hmm. that, now you're
1: so making me cry. Fuck! Right, well,
4: I have something to say. Can you believe
7: it?
2: <laughs> Get your Andrew speeches out, everybody. Got All it. Right, All right, right, hold on,
4: hold on. I want to thank Ian.
2: Yes, and Dana.
4: Ian, you mm-hmm. have spent hundreds and maybe even thousands of hours putting this podcast together. You have done it with grace and kindness and humility and vulnerability. And you always want to have people with different thoughts and ideas. And I have been honored to be a part of this. Um, I didn't watch Angel, so I can't, you know, speak to that. But I hope to be a part of things in in the future with you. But thank you for making all of us feel special mm-hmm. and for bringing Buffy and all of its amazing complexities and goodness and sometimes badness and craziness to so many fans across the world.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you, you... As as uh, almost as much as Buffy have brought a community together, yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I made that whole speech about right, myself, trip. but no, it's about Ian. No, this episode no. is about Ian.
5: Thanks, guys. I need to like think of something to make Ian cry now. <laughs> <Adam>. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, <laughs> I don't know what is
1: I can say now. I could say I'm very glad I was gonna have <clears throat> I was gonna have us do this on Zoom, and I'm very glad I didn't because I don't want you really want to see <laughs> how gross I am right now. <laughs> Um but uh yeah. yes Adam.
5: <laughs> I, I would just say
4: like Wait, Adam, do you have something nice to say? <laughs> I do. I was
5: <laughs> um like you know, I echo what everybody else says, but also um just in case anybody missed the beginning of this this is not the end of Slayer Fest, so don't cancel your <laughs> Patreon accounts. <laughs> uh there is going to be a lot more. <laughs> I just needed to remind everybody of that. <laughs> As very like again, I, I, I established at the beginning of this episode that I am deeply physically uncomfortable with even the idea of finales, so um, <laughs> that's why I'm, I am. That's why I've been behaving so coldly. Um, but I will say, yeah, this is this is far from the end. So this is like a nice milestone in mm-hmm. the history of the Greater Slayer Fest ninety eight experience but it is far from the end in the end. And you're going to be doing many, many, many great things. You are going to take a break. Yes. Um, but you uh, will be back with Buffy content. Yes. And other content and other things.
1: Yes. And there's, you know, between the time we get to now and Angel... Moon Knight will come out and there will be a couple of Marvel movies. So you'll probably be at least here and Adam on some of those.
5: <laughs> oh, I bet. yeah. And if a
4: female character somewhere, somehow <laughs> is doing something strong, Ian will cover it.
1: Yes.
5: <laughs> um, even if it. Even if that strong thing is some sociopathic shit.
1: <laughs> Wanda, we stand forever. Um, guys, I just, I really appreciate this. Um, but before we leave, we have, uh, I want to hear what everyone else has to say. Hi, this is Stacey Abrams.
15: I think it was probably the only way you could end that show. Had it ended in the cave, had it ended with that last deceit, it would have been not only anticlimactic, but it wouldn't have been true to how the show started. Having them stand there, recognizing that ha- despite having defeated the biggest big bad they could, having saved you know humanity yet again, there's a pedestrian nature to what they do that even with that victory, a new fight would come and it may be a lesser fight that didn't require the activation of all the potentials and the decimation of all they loved and their favorite people, but they knew even in that moment, it wasn't over. And that's what Buffy is about. It's, it's the, it's this pursuit and it's the constancy of the challenges, but it doesn't. Remove the joy of the moment and the genuine love and camaraderie of the friendships, and so I, I think the juxtaposition of them standing their bus, the school bus, the you know sort of wry reaction that Giles had and Buffy's glib yet very honest reaction. I think it was the perfect encapsulation of that show.
0: Hi, I'm Ryan Hulehan, and I absolutely love Chosen as a finale for Buffy's journey. As Joseph Campbell taught us, there will be other heroes' journeys like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or Harry Potter, but to my knowledge at least, only Buffy's ended in such a satisfying way. Not only does our main character get what she's always been after, to not be alone in her fight, but the audience is also handed a canon in-universe way to launch thousands, if not millions, of new slayers with new stories to tell, be that in a big budget reboot or crowding the depths of internet fan fiction. In the end, Buffy was chosen because she chose herself, and along the way, she gave us permission to as well. Thomas Lank, um, I will say that
10: I did not, I, I did not know if I was going to make it to the end, and I was very excited. Like you know, clearly we s- skipped through all your lines, and then you see if you're dead on your last line. Um, so I definitely did that with this episode, but I, and I was excited that I didn't get killed in the end because also at that time we thought, Oh, well I can, then I can be on the spinoff or when it (laughs) comes back. (laughs) It's not, you guys, it's not happening listeners. It's not, it's not going to happen. Okay. So let's stop DMing (laughs) me about how Andrew, you, you have a really great idea for, uh, a, a Ripper series with Andrew. It's not happening. Okay. So um, yeah, I was just excited to, to get to, to live and happy that I, cause I, I was paranoid. I would get killed before that point. Um, but I was actually devastated by, um, by Anya's death. And I remember them talking about that. It would be more devastating if it wasn't a big deal. People would be more upset if, if it wasn't like a big yeah, leading up to it, death, and then like lots of coverage. So apparently that's why it's just sort of like, and yeah. they just move past it and she's gone. I was just so devastated by that. That made me real sad. I'm saying like, I can, I can get serious. You guys, I'm not all just jokes and laughs. <laughs>
1: what was your favorite part of filming that uh, finale, Tom?
10: Um, My favorite part about filming the finale was, you know, it was all, all of us. I just remember being on that school bus wherever we were filming out in the middle of nowhere, um, that it was kind of, it was everybody. And I think that was one of the last things that we filmed. And because I was obviously a newcomer to the group, it just felt very, I felt as a person who was, you know, a, a, a nerd and picked on a lot growing up and was never part of like the cool kids group. It was one of these moments in my life where I thought, oh my God, like, I finally, I made it. Like, I'm one of the cool people. I'm part of this group of actors, these, like, amazing, talented people that I respect, and, like, I'm one of them for today.
16: Anthony Oliveira. Uh, My memory of Chosen is watching it in my parents' basement, which is where I watched every episode of Buffy when it aired. Um, And But the part I remember most was as soon as it was over, logging on to the internet to Buffy's Domain of Delight, <laughs> where uh, I was one of the contributors and talking with all the people who had become my friends uh, in the years since. I Buffy was a major influence on my life. I ran away at one point just to hang out with the people uh, in the moment of great crisis in my own life, just to get away and uh, hang out with folks who also love this thing as much as I do. And that is really the gift Buffy has given me from when I was a lonely 16-year-old to right now recording with Ian and Joe and everybody is the community this show has built for me. And for that, I'll always be grateful.
4: Kali Rosha, wouldn't it be interesting? I had sort of never thought of this before, but I would love to have seen Halfwick just generally have a relationship. That's a totally separate Mm. issue. (laughs) 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 Who could ever take that on? Um, But I guess... You know, I would like to have saved Anya
13: and been friends with her. I mean, continued that relationship because I actually think we were really good friends together. You know, and I would yeah. like to see how that would have evolved. Yeah.
17: Uh, hi, I'm Joe Reed. My memory of Chosen, watching Chosen the first time, was this great and terrible expectation over how this show that I loved so much could end, and how how it could possibly sort of leave on the note that maybe we all wanted it to and ultimately being satisfied and relieved and and contented with that look on buffy's face at the very end as she sort of stares into what was once this hellmouth that was uh, her responsibility i there was so much trepidation going into this final episode. I remember being devastated uh, that Anya died. I remember being relieved that Andrew didn't die, relieved that Faith didn't die, and satisfied with, with how Buffy finally got to go out on her terms. And this show that was such a big part of my life and was now over would be able to exist in my memory as a, a complete object now. And a little bit of, I guess I felt a little bit of that relief as well for as much as I was going to miss the show. It was, it had ended well and, and good for that. Buffy writer, Jana Spenson.
1: Hi
6: Jane. Hi. So good to be here again. I remember very little from the, from being in the writer's room. <laughs> uh, I remember being told I don't remember if it was a discussion or if I was told that Anya would die. I think that's the thing I remember most vividly is the discussing of Anya and Andrew, uh, and how they would, how they would end up. The rest of it, it just sort of magically materialized. And I rewatched it this morning. First time I had watched it in probably decades. And it's fantastic. I was really struck by the way every single person is given their, their moment, their send off. The redemption, oh, it's just lovely. Everybody gets an, their appropriate moment. and the buffing in particular, that that notion that she can finally set her burden down. it's it's yeah. empowering in an atypical way. It's not, oh, she's been transformed into some kind of Uber slayer. It's that no, she's been able to hand it over, and I think that's so lovely. Uh, I, I was—it really struck me this time how lovely that is.
1: How did you feel about Anya's death? I know because you especially had a lot of fun writing Anya. So how did you feel when you found out she was going to
6: die? Well, it's the finale. She made it the whole way. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I never—I <laughs> never let the death of a character, particularly in a supernatural show. You know, every, they were afraid to tell me that when they came up with the idea of killing Jonathan, and I was like, it's fine, trust me, he'll be back. And then he went back, you know, the, because he, because the first pretended to be him, and then we saw him in the flashbacks in, in Storyteller. So um, I, I never take a character's death too seriously. Um, she was a vengeance demon. If we wanted to bring her back, if there had been more seasons, if she wanted to come back, we would have found a way, so... Uh, and sometimes death is the most beautiful ending for a character. Andrew telling Xander, oh, she she died protecting me. Like, that gives Andrew a moment. It gives Xander a moment. It gives you so much payoff. It's, you don't want to lose that.
1: Is there anything that you wish that if you all had more time, you could have included in the finale, or not really?
6: (laughs) It's hard to look at it and say, oh, you know what, this is missing. It's got everything. It's amazing what's packed into that hour, and it's got just shocking, wonderful, lovely moments. Spike's sacrifice. Oh my god! And funny. It's it. It isn't one of those things where you drop the humor because this one's important. No, the tone is consistent. Yeah. It's and it, that moment, that act break moment where Buffy says, "We're gonna win." That's huge. And I was thinking about it as I watched it. If I had written it, I would have said, I think, I think we can win. And she says, we're going to win. Normally you'd be told, you know, don't take the drama out of it. Don't make it an absolute. We're going to win, but it, but it works. It absolutely works. It's so much more powerful. And I was struck by the, the, her leadership because one of the things that I thought was so amazing about that show, was that nobody ever doubted her ability to be the leader. She was so clearly the leader everybody on her team turned to her without question. She was the leader and no no and and she's the leader right up till the end. When when she says a thing you see the weight that it carries and I love that.
1: So I got to ask before we close out real quick then. They do kick Buffy out of the house like two episodes prior to it. Right,
6: right, right. Well, it's sort of like you need low notes for the high notes to shimmer, you know. In screenwriting, it's the it's the long dark night of the soul before the big victory. And what was
1: it like uh, bringing Eliza Dushku's faith back?
6: Yes, to bring faith back, to bring back, you know, Angel, and you know, it's there's something wonderful about that. The gang's all back together. It's important
13: hi i'm kimberly ann southwick oh the buffy finale so many notes it's one of the better slash best series finales that there are star trek the next generation being the best uh, of all time anyway uh because there's closure but there's not too much closure it leaves it open obviously for us to envision our heroes minus one in the future anya's death may be unnecessary uh, so many great lines, so much of that, like, legit 90s-ish. I know it's the early 2000s at this point, but still, like, girl power, uh, but, like, made real? A lot of good magic happens here. There's so many good little scenes, too. It doesn't lose its sense of humor. And, man, did I cry <laughs> watching it and then re-watching it today.
20: Monica was so brain.
13: Um, what I remember
20: is how much I was dreading watching it. When I fell in love with TV shows, I fall hard. And um, that cast was so important to me that I remember just like for months before watching it, just being devastated because they were going to leave my life. Mm-hmm. And then I watched The End, which was both so beautiful and so empowering, and then sent me into a
14: massive depression
20: because they left my life.
12: But, you know... I still watch it, but it's just funny to me because it's like, I hate endings. (laughs) I hate them so much
20: when I love characters. So um, my inability for closure is what I remember most, but um, they did, I thought the ending was beautiful. I remember watching um, Captain Marvel and weeping when the flashback, when she's like hitting the ball. And then there was a little girl hitting the ball when I rewatched it and I'm like, ah! I'm crying again. <laughs> Little girls can be slayers or superheroes.
5: That will always make me cry.
14: Hey, I'm Alistair Patton, and these are my closing thoughts on Chosen, the last episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The first time I saw this episode, I'm pretty sure I bawled my eyes out. And I've done that every single time I've watched this episode since then. It's an incredibly like emotional event uh, to watch this episode. I like that we were able to give time to each of the cast members so that we could have especially like our our scoobies so that we could have a kind of a final farewell for me this show really just shows what it is in this character work you know from when the characters come into the show and who they are now the seventh season leaving the show like for example we have anya who came in third season and does not a person or a demon who would do anything for anybody and then ending the series as she is, you know, sacrificing herself for somebody else, for a human. Um, It's an incredibly emotional scene. It's actually probably the most traumatizing scene in that episode. I love the show so much. Um, It's a pillar of who I am. Buffy taught me to be strong. She taught me what strength means and how you can share your strength So, Buffy, I love you. Thank you so much for the show. And to everybody who created the show at Apartment, thank you so much.
12: Hey, this is Angela Rockstar. And I remember watching the Chosen finale when it first aired. And I remember thinking, yes, Spike, because I'm a Spike Stan, getting his redemption arc there. Because he deserved. He really did. And I also remember how badass Willow was and just the power and that spell that gave all the potential slayers in the world the power. Yes. And all I kept thinking was, Oh my God, this is going to make such an incredible girl power spin off of a show where they can just go all over the world. They don't, I mean, Buffy is important, but like they could do it with or without. And just going around, finding the potential, the Slayers that had been given their power and and having a story of each one. And I I really believed that then. And now when I watch it, I'm still like, you know, this could still work. (laughs) I still believe that maybe that could happen. Um, Such a good, phenomenal series in a lot of ways. And I guess those are my thoughts. It's such a good series. I just started having my 13-year-old watch because I thought that she needed to know that into every generation, a Slayer is born. And I think that's really what a lot of us are lacking in our lives right now. <laughs> uh, as far as Chosen goes, I think I think it was a great series finale. I think it did everything that it needed to do and hit all the points correctly. And I'm just beginning Buffy
18: again right now. So I'm...
12: I'm
18: a Buffy fan forever. Hey, I'm Summer Bishal, and Chosen is a finale that makes me cry every time I watch it, literally every time I watch it. And I've seen it more times than I can probably count. It's one of those episodes that like, I'll admit, gives me strength when I feel like there's something that I can't overcome. There's so many powerful moments, um, specifically when... Buffy gets up to keep fighting. It's like it's one of those moments where it's almost like she doesn't care if she has lost. She's still gonna go down fighting, and I think that's the most heroic moment for her. It it, it almost like it's such a heroic moment and and such a hero moment that it almost doesn't matter if the battle's going to be won because she was so committed to fighting, and I think that's. I mean, that's, that's a hero. So I I love this episode and I could talk about it for ages.
11: Hi, this is Philip Ellis. And I don't actually remember the first time I saw the Buffy finale. I know it must've been weeks or maybe even months after it aired in the States because of the delay we used to have getting American TV. And I'm fairly certain that the internet spoiled the big reveal of every slayer in the world being activated, but I kind of don't care. Just because in my mind, season seven's absolute slog of repetitive dour storytelling all became worth it with that final episode. It's like we were all trapped in the same dark, airless room for a year, and then finally somebody let us out into the light. Here's the thing about Chosen, it's not actually necessarily interested in resolving the story that the show has been telling all season. Um and I'm fine with that because Let's be honest. the the plotiness is the worst part of season seven. But what the finale does do perfectly is resolve the character arcs that have been going on since you know the very first episode. Um, so you know we have Buffy finally learning to not be the you know world on your shoulders loner weirdo that you know sort of constantly uh, separates herself and detaches herself from her support network, only to you know then regret it. Um, and then look at Willow. They finally, finally, ditch the magic is drugs thing, and instead, uh, they finally figure out how to how to tell a story about power. And they make power all about intention. Because when Willow was using magic selfishly or for revenge, it begat corruption and pain and suffering. But when she uses it benevolently uh, to empower all these young girls to stand up and make the world a, a safer, better place for themselves and for others, that's when she's able to kind of wipe her slate clean and, and really step into her utmost power. And it's a, it's a gorgeous moment just seeing the, the white hair and the, and the white light and, and sort of that goddess image. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, it's a moment that works on Buffy but wouldn't work on Angel, I think, because Buffy as a show is all about the black and white And while that's simplistic and frustrating at times, because there is nuance, I think that in terms of a finale, the broad strokes are fine, and I still get goosebumps every time she says, oh my goddess, because I'm basic. I also love the little arcs that Faith goes on with Robin. I think, I personally believe that any man who identifies as a nice guy deserves to have his name on some sort of list, but I will make an exception for him uh, because he's beautiful. And I love that the last time we see Faith on screen, she's beginning to open up to the possibility of a healthy relationship for, you know, let's be honest, the first time in her life uh, and same. And I think ultimately that's what I love most about this finale as a whole. It's that after going through hell together for years, these characters can all finally see the light at the end of the tunnel and the the possibility of a a new and better world.
1: And now James Marster's on Chosen.
9: Hello to SlayerFest98. Thanks for asking me to take part in this Buffy uh, celebration after 25 years. Um, I remember uh, the finale mostly because I was saved by the director, I think it was Joss, uh, in the scene where, um, you know, Spike is saving the world. Uh, and the thing was, I was being lit on fire. And uh, I wasn't really being lit on fire, although we did do that earlier in the, uh, in the show, uh, not in real life. It was just a bunch of lights, and they were going to add the fire, you know, with computers later. Um, but I was arguing, look, man, I'm on fire. I don't care if I'm a vampire. That hurts. So I should be responding in some way. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, I can't just act like it's not happening. I've got to be in some kind of pain, right? And uh, the director just kept saying, no, play it. <laughs> Play it like the most important thing is Buffy, and this moment is Buffy, so you're not feeling the pain. I'm like, that's that's not credible, you know. And uh, I just cannot imagine how bad that scene would have been if I'd have gotten my way. Can you imagine? I love you, Spike. Uh, well, I know you don't, but thanks for seeing it. I mean, like, it's just oh, so bad. Um And so there's a real difference between what what makes sense to an actor and what looks looks good on screen. And, uh, I, you know, that scene would have had no poetry. It would have had no lift had I uh, gotten my way uh, and been in pain. So thank you to the directors of Buffy. Saved my bacon.
21: Hey, this is Matthew Rodriguez. I remember watching the finale for the first time the time it aired and just being really kind of stunned in a lot of ways um it's a stunning piece of television i mean and this is it's 2003 it's so pre what we think of television now i mean buffy pumped out 22 episodes a year to varying degrees of quality obviously but like they really pulled off a finale for a show that had so many themes and so many characters and so many things to balance i think it was a reminder to as the series ended of like why we had spent so much time with these people. And I felt like the finale was properly emotional. It wasn't the plotiest finale. And there was a lot of the, you know, like we knew they were going to go down into the seal. We knew there was going to be a big fight and we wanted a big fight. We wanted to see Buffy in like one of her toughest battles and we got what we wanted. And I felt like, Obviously, there's sadness. I mean, seeing Anya die was very sad, but I felt almost like held and coddled by the writers. Like, I was, you know, it it just was such an... It was so well done. It was so well done. I just... I only have positive memories of of watching it and reacting to it.
20: It's Evan Ross Katz. Um, First of all, congratulations on powering through all 144 episodes of the series, an incredible feat. And uh, I really enjoyed listening to you and your guests' commentaries throughout. Um, Okay, so my thoughts on Chosen, the series finale of Buffy. You know, I'm gonna give it a seven out of 10 in that I think it is a relatively memorable finale with some really strong moments. I think my favorite of which would definitely be the conversation between Angel and Buffy, because I feel like it was the writers, specifically one writer, uh, recognizing the fact that fans kind of, there was some fan service necessary in the series finale, and I, I appreciated them understanding that and giving it us that. Um, and yeah, I appreciated the callback in the hallway between the four original stars of the show, hearkening back to, um, The Harvest. I thought that was a, a fun little throwback, although, There is some, like, questionable dialogue. I know, like, I think it's Willow and Xander. There's something about, like, shopping. They say something about shopping, and it just feels very, like, they wouldn't actually say that. Um, But, obviously, there's some less than great parts, like Anya dying, um, that I don't love. And uh, I think it did the best with what it could, but I am not a big fan of season seven on the whole. So, I feel like the series finale had to wrap up a lot of season seven plot, um, in addition to sort of wrapping up the overall arc of the story. But I think they sucked the landing. I'm really, I was really glad to see, uh, Dawn at the end. I was glad to see Faith make it out. Um, and I think it was a satisfying series finale, all things considered. So seven out of 10, I don't think it's the highest point of the show, but it's nowhere near the lowest. And, uh, If it's on TV, I am definitely staying on the channel. You know what I mean? Anyway, thank you for allowing me to rant. And uh, again, congratulations on finishing the series.
1: All right, well, thank you all so much. This has been quite the journey. We also will be back next week. Uh, Zach will be hosting, co-hosting with me. We're going to be doing the... Season wrap up because we always have a season ra- recap. Um, and Kirsten will be co hosting the uh 25th anniversary of Welcome to the Hellmouth Mouth with me. Um, and yeah, but if you like SlayerFest 98, I'm sure at this point you know where to find us, but you can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98 on all social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can support us on Patreon, which would be very much appreciated. Uh, my mother and I still have three more episodes of Buffy to watch together over there. Um, and if you want to follow me, I am at Ian X Carlos. Kirsten. Where can everyone find
3: you? You can find me on the shelves of your local bookstore, uh, continuing the story of new chosen ones in Slayer and Chosen, (laughs)
7: which
3: is very uh, aptly titled, (laughs) (laughs) or online at at Kirsten White or at author Kirsten White.
1: And Adam, where can everyone find you?
5: You can find me on all socials at The Adam Sass. You can also find me on your bookshelves, wherever you buy your books, with my uh, my, YA thriller debut, Surrender Your Sons, and then the September... My uh, YA rom-com debut, uh, "The Ninety-Nine Boyfriends" of Micah Summers.
1: And Dana, where can everyone find you?
4: You can also find me on a dusty bookshelf somewhere <laughs> in a in a lesbian bookstore, <laughs> in a in the basement. Um, but you can also find me working to create sustainable queer media at Dana Pickley on Twitter and Instagram. That's two C's, one L.
2: And Zach, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me and Ian co-hosting a, a podcast all about horror. We, we say talk show now because it's a video format. All that we can you can find us on Twitter at my bloody Judy, uh, YouTube my bloody Judy, and my bloody Judy on all podcasting platforms.
1: And Ashley, where can everyone find you on social media?
8: You can find me uh, hopping around Twitter at Myth Taken Three Fourteen. All right, everyone. Well, that
1: is a wrap on Buffy Season 7. We will see you all next time. Bye!